0: Welcome to the Grapple Weekend Show for Friday, the third of March, twenty twenty-two. We're live on YouTube. No technical issues here, JV. I was so close. I was so close to getting it to work. Almost. Hello, everyone. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get it right eventually, mate. But no, it's uh, great to be here with, uh, with everyone here for uh, for one of our. Uh, I suppose when we do when it's a big AEW week, you know, it feels like there's lots to uh, talk about, lots to preview, lots of news. So we thought we would put it out there uh, for the world to see for this one.
1: We did, and, and fuck me, did the wrestling world deliver in terms of some news content as well to make it completely worthwhile. Oh, mate. Like, stuff that if you'd said to us, like, kind of, I don't know, five years ago that this situation would be happening, it'd be like, Jesus Christ, this is this is all a bit mental. But yeah...
0: Honestly, like it's one of them. It's like you know, normally we do this show with uh, uh, on our Patreon feed for our live uh, subscribers who uh, who mm-hmm. join us there um, every week. But yeah, usually it's a Friday, but like it's rare we pick a Thursday. Usually it's when I've got plans or mm. you've got plans or there's other good reason to do it on a Thursday. But we thought oh, we'll get in, get in ahead of time. You know, there's a big AEW pay view at the weekend. We want to make sure that uh, people have lots of time to uh, to listen to this podcast and then. Yeah, the uh, the entire wrestling world has kind of exploded in the last two days. I think I think a press time. I think Vince McMahon's still talking to Pat McAfee on uh, live on YouTube, or maybe they've just finished. Finally, you know, Tony Khan's blew up the wrestling world. There's uh, a <laughs> there's a lot going on.
1: Yeah, did Vince think? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll manage to somehow trump this Ring of Honor news, and I'll just mm. dive in there and chat with chat shit with Pat McAfee as he uh, as he publicly dis- disavows his children. Mm. On there as well. Like, it's, oh, my God. He doesn't even look like a human being, does he?
0: To be honest, I, I will say we always make fun of him. When we say, like, he's wearing, like, you know, head number three or Crichton head number four each week. I did think he looked relatively healthy. I don't know whether he's had, like, you know, his vitamins today or, you know, he's uh, been been drinking the milk of, like, newborn children or something like that. But
1: he look, he look good. Injected in with well. a radi- radiation like Mr. Burns when they all think he's an alien.
0: It could be that. It could be that. I mean something kept him, <laughs> is keeping him going at this point. He was talking on the uh on the thing, amongst the other shite they were talking about, which was like it was the most softball interview ever, but he was saying about his mum living to 101, so he's got lots of time mm-hmm. left yet. They asked Pat McAfee asked him about whether uh they had a succession plan um coming up, which <laughs> yeah, that was it. He made a good comparison I was saying in the pre-show to the uh, the TV show succession and did like Vince did kind of like lean into being like oh you know you've got to be you've got to be I suppose maybe a little bit more harsh when it's your kids and you know sometimes if they don't do a good job well you still need to get rid of them too and it was such an interesting conversation and Pat McAfee just turned it back around to oh but you're so great Vince aren't you oh you're so pumped oh what a li- oh you don't get enough credit Vince and it just went right back
1: to the fluff uh, it was very disappointing who who doesn't give him <laughs> enough credit who are the when's when's this happened this True. big news Vince the victim yeah always been the case always mm. like criminally overlooked he's never wanted it known that he mm. he he's behind all of the success and it's I mean it's amazing that level of like he'll blame his kids before he'll blame himself
0: mm. Mm. oh yeah but, kind but like
1: that's Trump and the similarities with
0: Trump are kind of endless isn't it oh, it's just like it's like when he did the Steve Austin show and you know he's proud of the fact that you know, I don't really pay attention to what anyone's saying. You know, the media are all biased. I don't like paying attention to bad news, you know. So I listen to the crowds, and it's like, do you, Vince? Do you really? Because <laughs> I'm not sure that's true
1: either. Again, when was this? When did he listen to the crowds? <laughs> like, that? just, like, actively gone out of his way not to listen to the crowds over many years. Mm. I, I introduced the case, Brian, Daniel. Like it's just like Jesus Christ! It's bad. Yeah. A- absolute loon. Yeah, what are some of the choice delightful things that he's uh, that he's been he's been coming out with in this interview? I'd say
0: like mainly. I'd say the most newsworthy thing was that he's going to be inducting Undertaker into the Hall of Fame. So that kind of meant that, like, he went on to his, you know, typical Vince McMahon, like, oh, I love I love Mark so much. He's such a wonderful human being type stuff. And, like, I think he pretended to get choked up a little bit at one point. They, As well as that, they announced, you know... They, that's Could have been melting. <laughs> well, he also announced that Pat McAfee was going to be wrestling at WrestleMania, but he didn't mention it was going to be against himself. So either plans have changed or they're just weirdly trying to, like... You know, eke that out even though Pat McAfee and his mates were pretty much intimating that, you know, they'd obviously read all the rumors on the internet, so they knew you know, they knew that what the match is, it was it was bizarre to be honest. Um it was just yeah, you know, like like Chris says here in the chat, you said I don't listen to certain people on the internet is what he said. And like Fox said, he's yeah, you know, yeah, listen to the crowds, but the ones he's uh the ones he's sweetened and as uh yeah. as Don says here, the uh the yes men that he surrounds himself with, it was yeah, it was a lot of that. It was a lot of the answers you'd expect
1: them to give. Which in and of itself is the absolute problem. It's hard to take seriously at that point because it's not a real conversation. People don't have the tolerance to listen to what appears to be some sort of four hour long, like kind of like puff piece interview. It's just a ridiculous amount of time. That why would anyone have the tolerance? I bet there's some people from the Bone Skull crew who are kicking an absolutely livid about the fact that they're not able to un- undertake Mark into the Hall of Fame. Um, <laughs> like, I think that's, ba- you know, there'll be all those dominoes. What was the point? No point <laughs> in being a mate with him at all. Vince got induct inductive. I mean, half of them are dead, so
0: that's all right. And You know, Glenn Jacobs is uh, too busy being the world's biggest gobshite mayor, so, you know, he probably wasn't going to be him either. So <laughs> that's,
1: that's play Max cast the way. <laughs> fair play max Gaster.
0: that was a good line I enjoyed that uh yeah, through that one and that one didn't get edited off the uh, the broadcast which i which I appreciated but yeah like i i like to say you missed in it and like it is in some ways interesting to kind of just see vince mcMahon even if he's guarded and putting on a front and telling false stories about growing up in a trailer Mm. park and, you know, taking wrestling from the smoky bingo halls, all the stories you've heard before, it still is interesting to see him in a setting like that because Pat McAfee Mm. is, like, less professional than even we are. Not that I can talk after that music kick-up at the start of the show, but he's just, like, jumping up and down like he is on commentary and he's like, oh, bro, and he's talking to Vince like he's just some bro in the gym, like, swearing his head off. And, like, Vince was for that reason maybe a little bit more on guard and it was just it was just strange to see him interacting with other human beings you know and Mm. talking about like you know what his dreams were when he was a kid and yeah just kind of trying to be one of the guys but maybe not quite making it work because he's just this the end of the day this awkward billionaire in a suit who doesn't love his kids as much as he loves his business because that's it you know that's exactly what it is even you know there was even a point where uh, McAfee to, to his credit brought up like how I mean, he put he put it in a very sucking up to Vince way, but how um, you know people have been released over the last couple of years, and how people say negative things about WWE, and does that affect Vince personally when he's got to release people? And Vince was just like, well, you know, ever since we've been a publicly traded company, it's it's just a business, so you know, you have to. You have to not think about that, you know, the, the people and their kids and their even says their family members who've got cancer. You just you can't consider that stuff. And it was just like, I mean, if Grapple garden was here to shout out, as he'd be like, well, you know, that is business. Um, but you know, <laughs> considering a lot of those fires happened in the in the height of a pandemic, it was uh, quite eye opening to hear the uh, you know the psyche of uh, of one Vince McMahon in uh, in modern day.
1: Look, it always comes back to the things he used to tell Shane, wasn't it? Who's like always about like they're pieces of meat. This is how you treat them. You don't show, you give them any more time for it. And I think it's because the mentality of workers have changed. It comes across as even more ridiculously callous. Now this isn't releasing bloody Ken Patera or whatever, who just wouldn't have given a fuck, would he at the mm-hmm. best of times? Like this is, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot more, lot more brutal than that. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. and it's amazing because that was the main quote. Well, he's one of yeah. he's one of those things those big people who like he, he just he plays the heel and he gets away with it. So, and I think mm. people just go, "Oh, that's Vince McMahon, that's the crazy wrestling guy," and he just gets away with it, no. like Trump.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it. And the, the, the two are are two of the same. And yeah, you know, it was uh, it, it the one that the one positive I quite come out of it with though. It did sound like he knew what Succession was, and maybe he'd watched it. I wanted more of well, his thoughts. Uh, you know, I, I think he could definitely empathize with the uh, the Roy family.
1: Really, <laughs> mate, he's more likely to watch a reboot of Saved by the Bell that bloke than bloody <laughs> do you know I think he's got HBO Max? Um, well, I don't know. I think he'll be cancelling that subscription if there's any further news on that, <laughs> that, that ends up true. coming to pass. I mean, anything Time Warner is just blocked in his house. Want yeah. any of that. Um, <laughs>
0: Maybe we'll get there, but, but yeah. But before we do, before well, we've got lots of uh, AEW stuff mm-hmm. to uh, to cover today, as uh, you know, people watching on the other public YouTube or on Twitter, will be able to see at the uh, the bottom of the page. We've uh, got a link there that uh, you can support us and support mm-hmm. Grapple um, for this uh, free stream by ordering, if you are ordering AEW Revolution, and it's your choice um, at GrappleApp.com/support. If you go there, and um, you get our unique uh, referral link, uh, if you click on that, uh, just get gives uh, Grapple a little bit of a kickback, help support the podcast and uh, and everything we do. But you know, as well as mm-hmm that if you do want more other shows like this live video spotlight all of the other bonus stuff we do you know we did the great uh if i do say it myself uh wcw nitro month one review this week that's oh, gone yeah. up for patrons you get jp's daily updates all of the other great stuff uh, as well as this show uh, every weekend you can uh support mm-hmm. us there at patreon.com slash grapple but yeah we should get into it jp we should get into the uh the day's news and outside the uh, vince making of uh, a fool of himself on pat mcafee we have uh some more ww news there. Believe it or not, Pat McAfee did not challenge Vince on, on his interview an hour
1: ago. No. And what appears to be a, a shockingly moral take from WWE, <laughs> um, even though the rest of the world is doing this, and something surely that will uh, may, maybe make uh, the Kremlin think twice about their current awful actions in Ukraine. They've announced today they terminated its partnership with Russian broadcaster Match. And they're shutting down the WWE network in Russia immediately. Uh, the termination of the broadcast deal with Match and shutting down there means there's no legal access to WWE in Russia. Um, the state they put out a statement and said WWE's terminated its partnership with the Russian broadcaster Match. Shut down WWE um, network in Russia effective immediately eliminates any access in Russia to WWE programming, including the company's weekly Raw, SmackDown, NXT shows. Library, all the rest of it. So, yeah, Saudi Arabia, fine. <laughs> Russia, no. Like, I, I, mm. okay. I mean, we'll fly through
0: these news stories because we've got a lot of AW to get through. But- <laughs> great comment from will there in the in the video chat um, <laughs> patreon.com slash grapple if you want to uh, get your comments on screen but yeah <laughs> it was you know it, that news coming out today and then on pat mcafee like vince was literally like oh we'll do business with any country you know when they were talking about saudi arabia it was like will you know um i don't know it's a weird one i, I didn't expect it it being wwe um to, to kind of go down this you know quasi moral route i mean will did bring up you know, I've seen him on Twitter saying, so, "You know, at what point are you starting?" I know it wasn't about this story, but at what point you are starting to, you know, get a bigger conversation than maybe we're, we're built for on a wrestling podcast? But at what point are you just punishing the regular Russian people rather than, you know, the regime? I mean, I suppose if you really want to punish them, you could have given them peacock and <laughs> taking the network off yes. them probably is quite good news. But yeah, surprised mm. me really.
1: The sanctions imposed by the US, UK, the EU, and and, and pretty much all of the world isn't including the WWE Network. This isn't Mm. like the straw that breaks the camel's back or anything else like that. To be honest, it's looking for good PR. Mm. That's all it is. It's an easy thing for them to do. Mm. And obviously, at a moment's notice, they'll be able to come back, and it's not like there'll be any sort of blowback really in Russia about it. So it's like a kind of easy PR move, mm. and as long as you forget all the Saudi Arabia stuff and the magnitude of that deal or like the 50 million a year or whatever it is for sports washing, which obviously is something that Russia have, have taken part in, in and yeah. of themselves. So, I mean. As with so much of geopolitics, it's picking and choosing the uh, autocratic regime that you're willing to have support you and the one that you're not
0: that's exactly it and you know as john says here you know they've done it because of potential sanctions possibly mm. and obviously you know we've seen you know in football roman abramovich you know stepping down from uh, running chelsea and uh, and trying to sell that you know that's been funny like if you think wrestling fans are bad there's like twitter's just a Chelsea fans going oh but what a legend you know <laughs> possibly responsible for starting wars and you know having a lot of influence over his uh, his best mate putin but he was a great chairman mate <laughs> you don't want a lad
1: <laughs> how many people how many people suffered in order for them to sign john obi Mikel? really
0: i know it's just unbelievable in it but yeah and i'm just looking at the uh, in the public chat as well uh, obviously uh, we've got a, got, got a couple of people there outside of the patreon alex saying there you know we're, we're doing this to to show they stand with the ukrainian members of the universe trademark yeah, many members, however, can go fuck themselves. And yeah, yeah. there's a lot of uh, <laughs> there's a lot of that in this. A lot of a uh, hypocritical uh, kind of uh, thinking here. But yeah, yeah um, it is what it is. It's it's a it's a PR win. So that's what WWE are going to do. But yeah, another uh, quick news story uh, that uh, just broke uh, just before we were uh, about to uh, to go live. Uh, RevPro um, have announced today. Um, they announced a, a slew of uh, different shows for. Uh, the rest of the year, including some uh, some interesting York call dates. But before all that, the uh, the next York call date on May the twenty second. They announced that uh, Will Ospreay will be taking on Minoru Suzuki. Um, as uh, as Liam said in the chat before uh, we started the show here, he's uh, you know, Minoru Suzuki bringing his uh, his great sock collection to uh, to the UK. Let's hope he brings more work ethic than he uh, that he gives in his GCW performances. Nice. But yeah, that's a that's a RevPro Pro, and yeah, the Rev Pro, have, like I say, outlined the full year. Most interestingly for me, a double header at York Call on the twentieth. Uh, and twenty first of August, um, for their ten year anniversary show, um, yeah, that's uh, you know, good for them that they've uh, kind of plotted those dates out ahead of time, and possibly a good sign, you know, maybe for Brit Res in general, but for Rev Pro especially, uh, that the you know they're it over uh, a Japanese native talent, in Minoru Suzuki, and hopefully uh, we'll get more uh, heavyweight people like that uh, coming up.
1: Mm, it makes me think that show in particular, August, what the situation globally is in terms of being able to bring in people from the States as well. Mm. That could be a really stacked show. Mm. They could be a really stacked, big couple of shows. Um, you would have said in, in kind of in Brit rest times, there would have been a whole festival element to it. And you'd have a load of stuff going on at the, um, uh, at the place around the corner, which I forget the name of now, the the tiny venue that I've been to a couple of times. Red I golf. can't remember. Rescal, Resistance Gallery. Um, however, like, it's a big get being able to kind of get him over. It's going to be what you expect it to be, except really he'll, Osprey will be able to go over clean because of the New Japan hierarchy and the rest of it. So, like, but it's, a, it's one of these things where you're really, at this point, going to see Minoru Suzuki for the entrance as much as anything and the aura and to kind of get those greatest hits. We were talking about it in the pre-show. Mm-hmm. um just saying that that's what he he ends up delivering and you're saying you wanted a bit more work ethic i fear that's probably not going to be the case will it be fun yeah if you mm-hmm. stack it with lots of other kind of interesting stuff um i don't think too many imports because as we've said before rev pro have done a really great job in terms of building that um People towards the top of the card and the mid card, and and kind of develop it. The only thing I'd want to see is maybe a couple of them in some high profile matches. If you were going to bring in, if you're going to bring in an import as well, if you're able to, let's say a speedball Mike Bailey, and you put them in there against against Michael Oka, which I know there's a match they've done recently. But you know, you probably see it. You know, bring in various people. If there's anyone from AEW, you'd be able to bring in some of that younger talent. Or are they Ring of Honor now? I forget. That's what, what banner. <laughs> oh, yeah. will, what banner will that be under? But yeah, I mean, I think is it as as a get as a as a thing there. It, it kind of more of a signal that you know mm-hmm. business is opening up.
0: Definitely, yeah. And like I said, I do want to see that. I want to see you know some AW involvement uh, with Rev Pro. It is, You know, kind of thinking you know is is that ever going to come to fruition? It seems like a obvious match made in heaven. Things might get a little bit confusing um, going forward. You know, with. Certain people who are now under the employer Tony Khan seem to be uh working mm-hmm. for uh, for progress rather than a uh, rev pro at the at the minute in this uh, in this country. But yeah, I guess we'll I guess we'll see. But yeah, positive note. Good to know those dates ahead of time. You know, mentioned in the chat there. You know, Mysterio. So I was doing a Stevenage show um for uh, for New J- of New Japan Strong Mysterio. So you might know he's uh, is doing a, a rev pro show in Stevenage. So yeah, that's coming up. So yeah, interesting to, uh, to see in. those dates.
1: Yeah, he's part of the ah, uh, he's part of a stable there with mm. Bateman. I want to say it is. Yeah, have mm. got some um, very quick news stories, just probably to get more of a kind of instant reaction. Spoke about them on Spotlight. Uh, Control your narrative. They've announced that big TV deal, and I'm sure we're all buzzing about this. It's with Pro Wrestling TV, which we've all oh, definitely right. heard yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, right. big network. Are you not aware that there's uh, a channel going to be launched with? you know linear channel on demand um
0: are they exclusive to the team... jp drive
1: <laughs> well i think the jp drive is certainly going to have more uh, certainly has more watchers than than what this would ever be um i mean inter- i'm looking to sell the rights of the jp drive to tony khan as well <laughs> 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 the you world of curious. entertainment on there yeah i don't think you would be able to handle that mm-hmm. um but yes, uh it's going to be launching in April apparently and they li- they're doing a live event during WrestleMania week with a card from Southside Music Hall at Gillies, Um mm. Thursday March 31st. So yeah. Control your narrative TV deal. Um
0: it's like I'm I'm pretty sure we're going to find out at some point that Pro Wrestling TV's CEO is uh is Ethan Carter II or something like that, yeah. you know. It's just yeah, that that whole business looks like a scam and obviously there's been definitely been some you know some controversy this week because they've had austin Aries talking up not talking up as you know the allegations that were made against them during speaking out but kind of using that as part of the motivation of his character being like you know he's been in the Mm. wilderness for you know a year or so and now he's coming back and it's all a bit it's just all a bit icky Mm. isn't it um it just leans into some really dark places and yeah that's the i mean that's probably the tv network where they belong unless it's Breitbart or you know what's what's the great britain one the
1: um the uh oh gb news
0: gb news or something like that i don't know that they seem like the 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 rightful homes for this if if say that it's not what doesn't really exist
1: if you turn it on Newsmax or, or OAN in the States, it wouldn't be that kind of crazy and unusual. Um, <laughs> on a much more serious story, and this one is absolutely crazy, um, new details on the arrest of Cain Velasquez after a shooting in um, in San Jose. Uh, he was arrested on Monday for suspicion of attempted murder after allegedly shooting a man. Well, it turns out the man they were shooting at, he shot at a car with three people in it, one of whom, had been accused of molesting a child who was a relative of Velasquez. And obviously the child's identity, as you would expect his bit, is being um, protected. Um, But the guy he shot at was facing a felony count of a a, a lewd and lascivious act, I think is how you pronounce it, with a child under the age of 14. So, yeah, Cain Velasquez, I think I read something where he might be facing anything up to about sort of 10 years in prison.
0: Yeah. It's one of them. I don't know. I find it hard to comment on that one. It's just. I don't know. What do you
1: have? What can you possibly say to it? Really, it's yeah.
0: an awful story. You know, awful that he was yeah. in that situation. You know, and obviously he's not acted. You know, in the best way either. I wonder whether it'll be taken to, into account when he's charged or whatever. It probably won't, though. Um, it's probably the fact of it. So, yeah, awful story, mm-hmm. really. And it did. It did seem like when the story came out, there'd be more to it. It seemed kind of out. Ar- character didn't it not that you know we know know these people but it just seemed really odd you know somebody of kane's standing would do something like that and he has done it but yeah obviously yeah we've learned learned a
1: bit more about it horrible story absolutely horrible story on a a much lighter note um the uh details of hulk hogan uh, uh latest divorce has come out I don't know why we never normally cover this kind of stuff Why we're it for when we're free on YouTube. I don't know, but here we are. Um, the legal documents have been obtained by uh, TMZ. He was forced to buy McDaniel a new car within 45 days and guarantee that she would not have to make any payment payments on the vehicle. this was incredibly specific. Um, another condition is that Hogan to be allowed to keep the vehicle they shared during their marriage. Um, He had to pay her a one-time lump sum of cash as part of the alimony and with a non-disparagement clause in place that prevents either party from talking about the relationship without consent from the other on there. Um, uh, TMZ also stated that McDaniel uh, responded to the divorce petition on the same day he filed, which suggests it was an amicable and well-planned-ahead-of-time split. Um, Yeah, what the fuck to make of that?
0: What a one-two combo, a couple of stories.
1: (laughs) What's the focus on the car about? Can you explain (laughs) that to me? If I miss something on that.
0: I oh, don't get it. Uh, I did. I enjoyed that. Like he was on uh, Twitter this week, kind of like, oh, oh, um, just in case. I, I thought people knew already, brother. But you know, the uh, the woman that I was pictured with on uh, on TMZ, that's actually uh, my new <laughs> girlfriend. I hate when men of a certain age use the word girlfriend, especially like you know Hogan's age. It just feels icky. Feels wrong. Um, but yeah, uh, or when he referred because his ex was called Brooke, and that's always weird. Like, cause it's like which Brooke's he talking about? Um. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> but yeah they're like the mm. long time sub of, of big cash and like you say the uh the car stuff which is just really really strange detail um and they ask you is they're that really the fixated that,
1: like- on the car details haven't they
0: yeah they really must are, be a too, hell yeah. of a fucking
1: car can I only <laughs> say that must be like it's like yeah, look know. we'll sort the house stuff later what's happening with the car
0: well, you know, they, they often say men with nice cars are making up for, you know, probably other um, yeah. issues they've had, and, you know, that might well be true with him. Um, is this the ex by the way, that looks identical to the other brook? Because the, there was always the pictures of them, wasn't there, where, like, it'd be Hogan and, like, these two blonde girls and, like, one's his daughter and one's his wife, and it's, like, guess which? Like, <laughs> it's awful. It, I
1: can only imagine so. It's mm. the Hulkster. This wouldn't be a surprise in, in the slightest if mm. uh if she looks exactly like this. I'm just having a look. Yes, she does. <laughs> yeah, absolutely does. There's no getting away from that.
0: Well, yeah. there you go, uh, YouTube yeah. viewers. Uh, Gra- gravel weekend show for always covering the important <laughs> big stories. Yeah. Uh, also, apparently according to the oh. public public chat, Everton win on 1-0. So uh Rondon scored. So oh, yeah. Celebration's going on at, uh, at Grapple Garrett's house right now, so, you know, at least that. Uh, Matty's also in the public chat as well. Come on, mate, six quid a month. Um, saying that uh, he's gutted Strowman as uh, mixing up with the uh, control your narrative. Like, I, you know, I will say to that, that is that is unfortunate, like, that, like... That guy... Yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of him, but he clearly had something. He felt like he was going to be a WWE lifer as a top guy, and now he's fucking around with EC3, like, and... AW's never gonna pick him up. Impact they're never gonna pay him what he'd want. He's never going to New Japan. Like that guy is fucked. <laughs> like, this is the, yeah. the height of what he's doing post wwe
1: Get into acting, mate. Get out. Mm, leave this joke. student bullshit behind. Mm. Like, just leave it behind, mate. Go up. Get in the films. He could make a killing. He did not have to fucking do that much. Yeah. This is a big heavy. That's all he needs to do. <laughs>
0: there you go but yeah moving on to the i suppose the the big stories of uh of the week Mm. and uh There'll be lots of uh, AEW uh, chatter here, JP. Um, I am uh, quite excited to uh, to get into all of this. Uh, yeah, before we get into the uh, the Dynamite results, and usually we'd have the uh, the ratings on the weekend show, even on a Thursday. But uh, looks like they're going to be delayed until uh, tomorrow morning, according to Brandon Thurston. But we do have the uh, the details Bullshit. of uh, pa- Dynamite from last night. We've both seen it. JP actually managed to see it uh, unspoiled for once. So that was that's a nice bonus mm. to us uh, doing this show today. But the, uh, the head story coming out of it and uh, the reason I was jumping up and down on my couch last night is that AEW president Tony Khan has announced that he signed a deal to become the owner of Ring of Honor. Deal includes the ROH video library, brand assets, intellectual property, production equipment and more. Uh, financial terms of the agreement weren't disclosed, although it was stated that the purchase is being completed through an entity that is whole, wholly owned by Tony Khan himself rather than a purchase by AEW, which is... Uh, you know, an important uh, factoid, uh, I think, in all of this. There was uh, a press release that uh, followed the uh, the segment on Dynamite um, with uh, Tony Khan saying that the, the deal adds thousands of hours of content to so our rapidly growing library, creates new opportunities to expand footprint on a national and global scale, blah, 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 while under the ROH banner. banner. Uh, he also says he'll immediately begin exploring opportunities to make ROH's video library available to fans. That's interesting. Um, so they have the the opportunities to witness the beginnings of the careers of some of AEW's biggest stars. And he goes on to list like fifty different names from AEW uh, part of uh, <laughs> part of ROH history. We have got a little bit more detail that came out after the presser. Um, Cassidy Haynes, a body slammer, who I've definitely got to give a, a big shout out to for being on top of a lot of these uh, stories when it comes to uh, to AEW. Um, he said that the uh, internal plans uh, for ROH to be utilised by AEW as a developmental brand of sorts. Um, he stated it was believed that main roster, quote-unquote, AEW names will be appearing for ROH occasionally. Fight for, sele- Fight for Select and Sean Ross followed that, noting that if only a few close people um, to Khan circle knew about the announcement ahead of time, and that most staff uh, and talent, uh, and staff and talent specifically at Ring of Honour, all found out when Tony Khan went on TV uh, and announced it with everyone else. And, you know, you tell that from Twitter when, you know, Bobby Cruz and, you know, Ian Riccoboni and people like that are uh, tweeting along with the rest of us in their in their shock. But there we go, JP. We got the, uh, the answer to what we've been uh, debating over the last few shows. What was... Uh, big tones, big announcements going to be, and, you know, I'm not, not patting us on the back, mate. Other people did say it, but mm. we were particularly early with uh, with saying this was uh, potentially going to be it. I mean, a lot of it was just my fandom and my, you know, if I was Tony Khan mm. and I had 40 million to spare, what would I do? Buy Ring of Honor. Um, but, you know, I like, I like to say we uh, we kind of called this in a way.
1: I think so. I mean, I'll always say, uh, like, deference to you even from last, what you were saying, of I was talking about streaming service and other things that might be doing with more TV time. You were like, Ring of Honor, you know, Jonathan Gresham backstage and stuff like that. You can see why there was always a good sensible logic to them doing it. Hmm. I think I've seen something about the figures for this. If like I'm off and they seem wild to me between like sort of 30-40 million had been mentioned, which seems kind of crazy in association with, with Ring of with Ring of Honor. But I mean, as a deal for them to do, I mean Carl their calls it there in the in the the chat. ROH. Um that mixture of it being a developmental deal, but we kind of it was the thing that we spoke about it was like well, why'd you buy it you 've got the tape library you 've got the wrestlers, you can run it as a developmental it 's got a brand 's name that you can still use um there's a you know it serves the purpose for sending lots of your um younger talent if you don 't want to lose them. Give Daniel Garcia a run in Ring of Honor as Ring of Honor World Champion beating Gresham or something along those. You know, you see what I mean? Like, that's just me spitballing an idea there. Yeah. It's kind of, I find that stuff, I would say, kind of exciting. And I thought this lived up to the deal of, like, a big announcement. Yeah, it's a massive announcement. Because it's, as you've said, of, like, the t- of the tape libraries out there, there's this and there's impact. Mm. Like, modern day, that WWE don't own. And this is the one that because of the nature of their roster has the one that's most relevant to them as well as obviously the first all in pay-per-view as well, which they always wanted. Um, if they use this correctly, like this could be great. I mean, I'm talking a loss leader at first, yes, but this is your like, and that, and I think that's something that needs to be taken in into place. But however, if you've got younger wrestlers working ring of honor, working like proper, like touring, you know going around the place different shows i think that's in and of itself really interesting i mean because what you'd be creating out that you'd really hope if they have managed to bring in some freelancers in there as well i mean you're able to then offer work to people it's and if you're able to then use tbs and um, tnt as ways of kind of marketing that as well as andy mentioned there in the chat it's um an existing streaming service does as it, well. Does uh, I mean, it, it really? I mean, if, if no one subscribes to Honor Club, does it really exist? Um, but it, it's it's still at the same time there is like a kind of an infrastructure. I mean, keep Ricka Bonnie and Bob Bobby Cruz. Like, give it that, give it that Ring of Honor feel. I think there's like it gives them a proper testing ground because it feels like Dark and Dark Elevation. It, it it it's gone as far as it kind of really can do. If we're going to be honest. With it, it's not something that that we kind of watch and follow because really it's a series of squash, mate. I mean, for what it does, and it does decent enough numbers, like Ring of Honor probably gives things a bit more sort of credibility because then you're also talking that there's a degree of stakes as soon as you've got another company and you're fitting in a load of wrestlers into it. Um, I'd say I saw this and it put a big smile on my face for like all of the day because I was like, Good, I wanted them to buy it.
0: I thought you just have to.
1: I was delighted for you. (laughs) I was absolutely, like, I really was. Because it's the stuff that you've wanted, you know, Ring of Honor on a proper streaming service, proper documentaries about Ring of Honor, like the potential for this, if you do it correctly, is you get to tell the story of, like, the birth of some of the biggest stars, like, in the world. and And
0: Yeah, not only that, though, you get to tell the story of, as you kind of, you know, alluded to there, the story of wrestling. You know, Mikey says it in the chat, you know, mm. is Tony going to stop there at ROH or will he have more promotions? Like, that's what I see. I see this as part one of a longer story. Now, I to be honest, you know, I am obviously over the moon because for me, you know, like you say, the fact that the ROH Classic years are hopefully at some point now going to be readily available, you know, the fact that they're in the hands of, you know, I shouldn't pick good and bad billionaires, but... I'm glad they're in the hands of Tony Khan, you know, and Mm. not AEW, but you know, Tony Khan, rather than WWE, and who knows what they would have done with the library. You know, Tony Khan has got an affinity for for this library and the history of it, and you know, we've mentioned, you know, the the weight and the amount of it as roster, you know, their history, you know, lands in ROH, so it does feel like, you know, it's landed in the hands of the good guys. But as we said when we were just speculating about this story, like if they now pick up pwg's library if they now pick up the impact slash tna library which i imagine is a deal that that could be done at least in some form you know if they can pick up even you know silly stuff we were joking in the pre-show about either way mid-south but you know a couple of you know maybe some japanese promotions get involved vince mcmahon and wwe have had a stranglehold on the history of pro wrestling and they Mm -hmm. you know wcw ecw a lot of the territories that's always going to be on WWE's network and cool. I'm glad it's there, glad it exists. But well, you know, that's their story to tell and they are the winners so they can tell the history. Now the modern history of wrestling these last 20 years are in the hands of a company that I would hope considering the the personalities that are, that are knocking about the place, um, you know, is going to be handled with the, you know, the reverence that it deserves. And I think that's, that's an absolutely great thing. And I, I understand why, as much as I was really excited for this story, that there are people out there who are going, I mean, is this business changing, really? And it's like, no, it is, because obviously you know this is the number two American company buying out the number three or number four American company but bigger than that like I say this is part one of a story part two is going to be Mm -hmm. the streaming service you know Mookie Garner was on Chris was on um, WrestleNomics this week and didn't outright say it but didn't avoid you know the conversation about HBO Max and potential streaming services Mm -hmm. for AW going forward it feels to me like there's a part two of this story that, that they can't talk about publicly right now and it's going to be that. And that particularly is going to be business change yeah. as much
1: as this is too. I think one of the things to take notice of is that HBO Max is being used for sports, more sports now. Like NHL has worked its way onto there. This gives them more hours, it gives them more content, which makes them more sellable. Mm-hmm. The more hours they have, the more time that they can say we can offer 10,000 hours of content. Mm-hmm. To this platform, to your to your platform, that's something that's there. Whether it's their own streaming service that they run, which they will have looked at WWE Network and thought, "Is that really? It's not really worth it." HBO Max, on the other hand, which ironically has had an enormous boost because of John Cena and the fact that Peacemaker has become like a very big hit for HBO Max as well. Like, there's a certain wonderful irony in that. <laughs> But that's the kind of – I agree with you. This is leading to other stuff. You can see what the direction is. And when he was interviewed at the um, media call today when he was asked a question about it, you know, again, he's not avoiding it. He's saying streaming service is something that, you know, would be really beneficial. So, mm. yeah, if you don't see this as industry changing, then what industry are you watching? Especially like, – really.
0: You know, I'll say it publicly. Like Chris has said there, you know, people like, that Gorilla pushing guy. It's like, I get it. If you're just a fan and you're not a Ring of Honor fan – you might yeah. you might have been watching it going well. I don't care about this. I'm going to move on with my life. But if you're covering this business and you don't think it's a it's a big business story, then you know yeah, you're covering the wrong business. I would say because it is, you yeah. know, it is massive. Um, well, yeah, I mean, on the business side, you know, you know, without Gareth here, I think it's worth bringing up. Like again over the moon myself fucking made up like i really do think this is going to be you know because on a club you know there's been jokes in the chat about it you know and they've got we've actually got we've got um you know a on a club subscriber in the chat unbelievably i think there's there's one uh, and it's mikey and paying a 6.99 um uh, although he did end up cancelling it so yeah there you go he's the guy but you know it's crap and people will say well the roh catalogs always been available it hasn't it's available on my it's it, it's available on my hard drive. Actually. You have it. I literally got over here. <laughs> there it is. That's William entire, William
1: that, has it. That's,
0: that's the entire ROH uh, collection. But if you went on Honor Club, it was so spotty. And the problem was, you couldn't get like you know a lot of entrances and stuff like that. Or you know, it, it's a massive job to cut out the entrances because they use legitimate mm-hmm. music in, in in ROH, and that's a big job that you know, an AW sized company can go out and do, can scrub this stuff, or potentially, if it ends up on HBO Max, they might even get the rights to some of these songs, you know? Might get Beanie Seagulls, The Truth, and some AFI on uh, on AEW's version of the network at some point. You never know Where Tony's willing to, unless it's Cody Rhodes, he's willing to splash the uh, the cash on and stuff like this. But on mm-hmm. that money front, and this is, I think this, I imagine, I'm not putting Please. words in all, this is the type of thing Gareth would raise, you know, the, the numbers floated around. You know, we're talking between 20 and 40 million Do they make that back? Is this Tony just being me and going? I've got forty million line round, so I'll buy ROH. Fuck it, I can afford it. Do they make that money back? You know, I suppose the long tail of this is a is a streaming service that it's going to be integral to. But they're talking about running shows. They're talking about, like like you say, using this as a developmental brand. Um, Dave Meltzer was especially critical of that um, on Observer Radio today. And I know Will's had strong thoughts on the, you know, the viability or the profitability of uh, running ROH when you could just be running shows as AEW. Um, did they make that money back? Is it, a, is it a good money investment? Even as fans, we can go, oh, how cool is this?
1: I almost view it, like I said before, is this a good loss leader investment? Like, is it worth, like, as we would think with any sports, like putting money into your academies and stuff like that, expensive? What do you tangibly get out of it? Hmm. And I suppose, in some ways, are they able to use Ring of Honor to build future stars and also get them, give them the kind of work in different environments that they would need? Hmm. That's I, when I saw the price figures, that's the one part of this story I was like, Jesus. I was I was shocked it was anything over five, six million. And it's not like Sinclair are in some massive position of power necessarily. Um, it also, like, you know, I think for them, it's like if they've managed to get that, and it's also about how the payments are structured for it as well. I think you can, I mean, you can you make the money back? If you're able, it depends on how they're able to promote it. And mm. is there going to be any kind of television outlet for it? Because I'm assuming that none of this deal like includes the production stuff. Mm. So obviously, they're going to be recording it. But is that going to be then solely for a streaming service? If so, that's going to, it's going to be an expensive business. Well, and Lee-
0: Yeah. yeah. Liam says here, you know, how much is the ROH mail database worth? That's a Gareth point if I ever had one. Yeah. You know, to sell merch, pay-viewing tickets. I suppose that's something. Although I will say the classic ROH mail list, which I was subscribed to, one day I just started getting Evolve emails one day and I was like, I've never signed up to anything to do with Evolve. So <laughs> I wonder what happened there, but I'm sure there's a more modern, you know, list they, they can uh, use. I mean, what you make of Will's comment here, you know, he says, laughed at Dave saying HBO Max hadn't been overspending like Peacock, you know, but they were spending a lot of money, you know, cause the cause ahead of time wanted to Damn. lose his job, companies to be sold to Discovery. It's like, it's actually crazy. Like the the money that's being spent in these, these streaming wars, they're, they're all lost leaders though, aren't they? All of these businesses. They
1: are. All of them, mm. all of them are lost leaders and they, but they, this is the game they kind of have to play. And it's just like a war of attrition between which of them are going to end up surviving. And I think this is where sports becomes part of the key to it. Um, I mean, I would say, for example, if you want an example of that, look at Netflix and their push for like, you know, drive to survive Amazon with obviously football and tennis in particular that they've kind of been focused on. And I think HBO Max it's like a kind of another niche. However, they will, because of it, not have the delays like WWE have in terms of getting Raw and SmackDown on there. Mm. They'd have like next immediate replays, if not live viewings of, of Dynamite and Rampage and things like that. It's about how desirable they get it. They'll obviously get more money as well like if they end up on HBO Max and that this is then we're talking about the deal that they could be setting up thereafter but that also makes them more attractive like if you think of it as them spending this as a one-off lump sum the next tv deal they'll be able to go along as saying actually we're a streaming package as well they'll have looked at what Nick Khan and how he sold those rights that then if you think of it in the great scheme of things and they're getting about 45 million a year if you're able to get that up to because you're able to offer these things somewhere in the region of a hundred to hundred and fifty million a year, then that twenty million that gets you your streaming service that has that requisite amount of hours. It's not like they're checking, going, "Yeah, well, I'm all right with all this AEW stuff, but this 2003 Ring of Honor, I don't like it. I, I wasn't a mm-hmm. fan of that era." They're not looking at it like that way. They're just looking know, at those hours, hours of content. The whole thing adds value to them as an overall package. Yeah. That would be ultimately the justification for it. As a day-to-day, how they run it, even when they're touring and the operational costs, it's still going to be a lost leader. It's whether or not having that presence, being out there, making eight, a- because the whole thing is going to be kind of have AEW all over it as well at the same time. Does that then add a bonus to AEW that kind of covers up for this anyway? Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, Dylan, just in the public chat, I think you're in the wrong chat there, Dylan. <laughs> uh, Dylan says that, uh, you know, maybe the 40 million uh, is, is Fulham's transfer funds uh, being re- reused. 60 million spent rather than the uh, the 100 million they were promised. Maybe that's where Tone's getting the money. But on a more serious note, Robbie Rebel in there, the public chat, just ask, you know, where's this with regards to Supercard of Honor? Is Tony Khan going to be producing it? Mm. And to that point, like the bigger point, what does happen, you know, with this ROH? Like if it is, you know, as you mm. said before... We floated that idea, I think it was Gareth who said it, you know, Dark and Dark Elevation become Ring of Honor Branded product, maybe, Um, or it's just, you know, it's its own kind of standalone RTV, but it can't be Tony Khan producing it, I really hope, you know, considering how stressed he is already and how stretched is the way they're meant to use, but probably both, um, that they do... I mean, I know this is fantasy booking, but I'd bring in Gabe Sapolsky if it was me. But, you know, there's and there's other names out there, obviously. you know, yeah. Not William Regal. His job, he was playing a character no. on TV, everyone. He wasn't really the commissioner of NXT. Yes, he was a scout. Didn't run the company. Um, people who are floating that are fucking stupid. But, you know, Samoa Joe and names like that. No one not of that generation. Like that. <laughs> yeah. No. Maybe, maybe Triple H. <laughs> you know, Maybe he could run it, but...
1: R- R- this version, on like, I kind of think on a serious note, like, this is where you need to, and it's something that wrestling doesn't do well. This is where you need to look at new booking talent. Mm. You need to give them the chance and also give them the chance to kind of. This gives people a chance to fail, but on a very, on a much smaller level and try different things out. I think Ring of Honor should be experimental like that. And if you're talking like the kind of bookers, I mean, Carl mentions Excalibur. Does that mean you remove him from commentary as well? I mean, to be honest, if they end up having. Ian Riccoboni within that commentary kind of world as well, and Bobby Cruz. I think both of them would do, if you put Bobby Cruz on Dynamite as a ring announcer, so I think it'd be absolutely fine, personally. I think he was, he's always been good, kind of uh, underrated in there. In terms of other people, like, that they could bring, I mean, a game supply, that'd be funny. I'd just like to see it for your reaction as well, and how any of his tantrums would go down a storm in uh, in 2022. Yeah. Um, but it it feels Sorry, just laughing like at Matty in the chat there, my answer yeah. is game, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> of course, good lad, Matty. But it, it, it's it's exciting. We're talking about like kind of. It feels like like you mentioned about wrestling history. It feels like a version of modern wrestling history can be told accurately, mm. and that's important as a live interview where Vince just lies for half of it, for a company that won't even tell you how many people really turned up to their events for some bizarro Mm -hmm. world face-saving exercise cycle that they've never grown out of. Mm -hmm. Whereas here, for example, I think there's a load of, like, another thing as well, just on the documentary front, if you do that stuff properly, you then get credibility. Like, that gives you an immediate kind of credibility. If you produce shit like story time, No one cares if you're doing a streaming service. But I think there's a lot of – I think the added value of this could be something that's worthwhile, as long as they're not pissing away a ridiculous amount of money. But there you go. And
0: again, it's not our money. It's Tony's money. So if he wants to spend it, he can. Didn't want to spend it on Cody Rhodes. Um, Will let him, and you know he is—he's just living the dream of every uh, tape trader from the uh, the internet era and doing what he wants. Um, you know, Will says that he genuinely asked Cody to do it if he could. Like, imagine that! Imagine that's Cody's route back into back in. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's running um, ROH. But no, we'll, uh, we'll like I say, massive news. I think like I say the the the, mm-hmm. the effects of it, and there's going to be more parts of this we're going to find lots lots more out um, as time time goes on and i think yeah it's going to be a huge story for uh, for wrestling going forward but you know we- Rest of Dynamite, I suppose we can talk in conjunction um, with the pay per view coming up. It was the uh, the go home Dynamite, like I say, no uh, no viewership numbers uh, just yet for uh, for Dynamite. But yeah, we'll we'll talk it through as we uh, we talk the pay per view. Obviously, as we get into the uh, the preview section here, there's uh, still the small matter of uh, of Rampage um, coming up on uh, on Jeez. Friday. Again, this is another pay-per-view talking point. Uh, Sammy Guevara, Andrade and Darby Allen is uh, taking place a three-way for the TNT title on Rampage, whereas there's a weird six-man on the pay-per-view, but that's on Friday. Uh, Christian pa- Cage versus Ethan Page uh, is taking place in the, uh, the final face of the uh, Revolution Qualifier match, and uh, we also have a Serena Deeb uh, five-minute rookie challenge taking place as well. I mean, I suppose you can say about that Rampage is the last time we yeah, the other pay-per-view weekend, the it was one of the worst rampages of the year i think the main event entered it with matt hardy and didn't have a there wasn't a star to be seen um in minnesota those poor minnesotans who might i'm sure there were one or two just made the trip for rampage and didn't bother with the pay-per-view must have been uh very disappointed with the lot but i don't know before we get into the pay-per-view itself and talk a bit of uh the happenings from Dynamite. dynamite jp uh what's you make of that that uh that three-way uh, being on there on the uh to go home on friday night <laughs>
1: It feels like a very lazy way of putting three people or in a pointless match on the pay-per-view, really, or one of the kind of, like, most hast- the hastily most hastily one, put-together mm. one that's on there. It feels like, oh, we're going to give them the main event of Rampage mm. in some bizarro mm. makeup, but within the the confines of the storyline, I just don't think it really works. Mm. I fear that it'll take the title off Sammy Guevara, right, like, mm. which, you know, that, that's, that's what I also get from that is because it's going to be obviously angle heavy, isn't it? What, the, yeah. what they're going to do there. So that's a pardon me fit, and it's live. So it makes me think, oh, they're going to do something on that. Um, in terms of the Cage versus Page match, I, I'd i like to think Ethan Page will win. He won't. Christian Cage is winning that one. Um, yeah, it, it's not a rampage to necessarily get excited about. They might do some promo stuff. I'd imagine they'll have, you know, I don't know if they'll have Punk come out at the beginning, but they'll have a big star come out at the beginning of that show as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Because outside of it, it doesn't look like those two matches are going to go, like, I mean, the main event will probably go 20, but there's a lot of time to kill in it, which suggests it'll probably be quite promo heavy leading into the pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think that's what we're getting. But yeah, you know, as Matthew said, (laughs) naughty six-man, the pay-per-view one. I I get it. You know, you want to throw uh, (laughs) a... I don't mind throwing some smaller matches like on your pay-per-view if you mm-hmm. if you're gonna do it but yeah it just seems a, a little bit of a an odd, uh, odd move to me um to do it it kind of in the reverse, but yeah, as we we get into the uh, the pay per view itself, uh, obviously as I have mentioned there on the on the screen, especially uh, for those who are who are out there and uh, maybe seeing this for the first time on YouTube, if you do happen to order Revolution, as always, as me and you definitely knew JP when we uh, recorded the uh, yeah, <laughs> the definitely. spotlight on Earth Monday, we knew there was a, a Grapple link out for Revolution <laughs> that you can uh, you can get the pay per view on, but uh, yeah, it's uh, GrappleApp.com/support. Uh, if you go to uh, go to there, you can uh, follow uh, follow down and there's a bigger picture of the uh, the revolution banner there. if you click on that it'll take you over to the fight page where you can uh, buy uh, the show gareth mentions uh, on the thing you get a couple of dollars off as well if you uh, if you order on the site i think it's the difference between on the site it charges it, it's some inside there uh, baseball for if you order on the site pretty sure it charges you in dollars if you order on the app charges you in pounds so it ends up cheaper if you go for the other uh, dollars because it's I think it's $20 and 20 pounds so obviously $20 is a bit less depending on your bank so do that get on there, support grapple and uh save yourself a uh, a couple of quid as well but yeah just uh, like I say, on the uh, I'll use the uh, the fight uh, website as a bit of our uh, as our our kind mm-hmm. of jumping in point there for uh, the buying in for for revolution um on the buying card uh, which they don't in fact uh have over there on a uh, on that site. Uh, we've got on on the biome, we've got uh, Q T Marshall um, against Hook. Um, I don't know if you're uh, particularly excited for that one, JP. I do.
1: You know what? For what it's going to be, which is it's going to liven up the crowd. It's not going to last a long time. It's going to be a hook squash against someone who is more established than mm. anyone he's been outside, probably Fuego Del Sol. Mm. Um, no, he hasn't fought Fuego, is it? Serpentico. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, it is the most established person. He's he's on there. I, I kind of thought this would be on there because I thought it was a great buy-in show, mm. a buy, buy-in move. It doesn't need to be like anything more than two, three minutes. He goes out there, he kind of kills him. The crowd will react. It'll be the first thing they hear. They'll hear Action Bronson and and kind of, they'll be up for losing their shit to hook. I think it's a it's a canny move. He's the kind of guy you want to put on these kind of buy-ins in basically squash matches. And the build for it, you know, considering it's kind of Hook's first story, really, isn't it? This one mm. as a as as a wrestler. I think it's been at, this is exactly what you do. It's simple, it's small, it's all there to establish the young guy as star. And it is what it should be. This is the role that QT Marshall is kind of there for. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, as well as that, we got on the show, and like, you know, I do enjoy that. I do kind of like the fact that the you know it should be on the pre-show. You know, Hook is doing these rampage matches. You know, you don't want to give him too much too soon. Perfect match for him to just blow through QT Marshall and you know look good in front of a capacity crowd and get people going. It's uh, I think it's an inspired choice, but I like as well this week mm. they've added to uh, to the buy-in. Uh, Chris Statlander against the uh, Layla Uh, You know Layla's, you know, mm-hmm. she did that promo on Dynamite this week where she just seemed annoyed there was a camera there and she had to cut a promo. I kind of like that. I like the hard edge side of her. I know, you know, Gareth hasn't been particularly blown away by her when we've talked about her, and you know, she still is a bit of a, bit of a rough diamond, I would say, um, Layla mm-hmm. Hirsch. But I like her in this role, the shooter role. Like I was saying to SB3 earlier on uh, Sports Kida, that I was kind of more thinking that she'd end up with it with Team Taz, which has kind of been. What we've all expected, um, you know, kind of so far, and it hasn't happened. But if this Brian Danielson group comes to f- fruition, you know, this group of shooters, maybe she'll wind up there. But yeah, I can't really see past uh, her winning that one.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's an interesting one with Layla Hirsch, isn't it? She's a project, mm-hmm. is what she is. And they've spent quite a long time building this up. I mean, mm-hmm. if you think about it, I'm, I was very surprised we hadn't had the blow off of this like for a while. And you kind of got reminded by it when you saw the promos on, um, on dynamite this week. I like the more serious aspect they're doing with Chris Statlander. I kind of, I think that just makes her that bit more engaging. Layla, if it's all in ring of honor, Layla should end up ring of honor women's champion, frankly, at some point in the future, that's the kind of role you want to set up for her. And I think she'd probably go down a treat in terms of her style as well. I have a slight fear that given Layla Hirsch's Russian heritage, she'll end up getting abuse from some ver- versions of the crowd. And I really hope that oh, doesn't no. happen. Especially I really hope not. Yeah. Well, exactly. You know, it is one of the more heartwarming stories you read in in kind of recent years um, about wrestling. But yeah, it, I'd imagine Chris, Chris Statlander wins. I mean, it's a buy-in show. They tend not to go over with heels. And yet Layla Hirsch is someone who's going to be around there for a while. It's it's weird actually. Layla Hurst's be, Layla Hirsch's best match I think I've seen was the one she had against was it against Camille for NWA. I think that might be the best match I've kind of seen for her there. And we're going to talk WXW as well. And that's a place where she she spent time and, and she she trained. So yeah, I'm kind of Layla Hirsch someone in a couple of years, but when you now mention her being in that kind of Brian Danielson stable, you think, oh yeah, that, that goes down an absolute tree, doesn't it?
0: It does, it does. So uh, hopefully that's where we end up. You know, Matty saying in the chat, big uh, Chris Statlander fan. Yeah, I remember seeing her and Chris Dickinson go back and forth in a uh, GW as well. He says she she carried Janella to a good match on the Indies. You know, hard job that to be fair. So you know that says a uh, says a lot about her talent. So she shouldn't be forgotten as well as uh, someone who can uh, offer something as like a mid baby facing in that women's division. Mm-hmm. But yeah, cool that that's uh, been added to the pre-show as well. But as we get to the the main show, um, like I said, then match that I feel like. Should probably be on the pre-show. That six-man tag: Matt Hardy and Drade and Isaiah Cassidy against Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen and Sting. Like, so weird. Seems backwards. I don't like. I said, don't mind there being a multi-man on the on the undercard, but just seems a bit odd when you know three of the people in this are in a much more prestigious match in the uh, in the go home show. Just seems like another excuse to get Matt Hardy on the show. Like Jeff can't come in soon enough for my liking. Like he needs to like come yeah. tomorrow. I know. He, I think his deal's up on Wednesday, so. I would imagine this match is the end of the Matt Hardy family office story. They're going to do something with him and Andrade and he ends up handing the keys over and we can reset on Wednesday and he can be Hardy, but he's Matt Hardy. Don't really think that story needed to play out on TV. Could have done it on BTE, but here we are. I mean, easy win for Sammy Darby and Sting, I think, in the end. And storyline shenanigans after is probably what I expect from this one.
1: Yeah, that's I think you've called it there. I mean, I've been watching the kind of anytime Matt Hardy's been on um Dynamite and Rampage looking for kind of those little subtle kind of face turn stuff, building up how they're gonna get Jeff in there. And it's they've worked it in with Andrade kind of effectively taking over the entire group and then kind of like like kind of undermined him. He started doing the delete stuff again and you just think, oh yeah, yeah, we're we're building up to that. It's a buffer match, isn't it? It's just that um like if you look at the amount of matches on the card and you think about the amount of time you'd like to see some of them given, this exists as a buffer. And then to have the angle afterwards, I just hope it doesn't go on necessarily for too long. I'm sure there'll be some fun stuff mm-hmm. in there. Like with, with Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara and Sting have some fun interactions in there. Cause he's, he's been really great value since they have brought him in. And even though, you know, they're not pushed him to the top of the card or anything else, he hasn't taken any pins and, mm. and, I don't think anyone's, no one's upset about it. No one complains. He's not putting anyone over. It's like his sheer presence puts people over. That's kind of what what really what it does. So it'll probably be, depending on how the crowd are, if they're not burnt out by anything, I think it's just a, it's a buffer match. And it could be fun for the 10 minutes or so it's there. But obviously Matt Hardy's in it. So, you know, who can tell?
0: As Mikey yeah. says there, they the way he describes it as the worst stable ever. Like, yeah, no one does he's right, no one does seem like they should be in the same group. No. It is just yeah, it's I mean, nothing makes Isaiah Cassidy and his mate. Um, look any less cool than hanging around with Matt Hardy in a bad fitting suit. It's the worst. Mm-hmm. And even if the team with Andrade now, I'm not really sure that's a that's a win either, but it's better than Matt Hardy. Um Andy asked generally, I suppose, do we get a cheeky Cesaro appearance on the show? You know, could you
1: imagine him coming out? Um personally, I don't think so. I mean I've got a thought about it about the only place I think he could end up appearing, but I'll I'll wait till we cover that match. You, oh. you can probably guess exactly which one, um, but yeah, I. In some ways, I, don't, I wouldn't want to see him being introduced for the sake of it in an in an undercard in within an undercard that doesn't kind of necessarily matter. Would I be surprised by it? Absolutely not. He loves this shit. Like yeah, Mike says, maybe chance. you'd
0: save him for ROH at this point. Maybe that's it. Maybe maybe he heard ahead of time. Maybe that's why Melts is so adamant he's not going to AEW. Maybe that's where he's headed. But yeah, we'll. Uh, we'll oh, talk is about, that what
1: Dave's saying? I fucking splitting hairs if ever i heard if ever i heard <laughs>
0: well well on top of that we have our uh, face of the revolution uh ladder match uh that does have orange cassidy powerhouse hobbs keith lee ricky starks wardlow and the winner of page versus cage and uh, do we have a mystery man as well or is that everyone i'm pretty sure that's everyone
1: know. i think that's everyone i really hope there isn't anyone else outside of those six um A bit more interesting because you've got the three big lads in there, Mm -hmm. if I'm going to be honest. I think that's the thing that kind of adds a a bit of fun to it. Mm -hmm. Um, If you ask me to predict who wins, I'm going to say Keith Lee. Yeah. Because I think that's that's kind of who it has to be. I think Sean Spears is going to end up costing Wardlow. I think we might end up seeing like something happen with Wardlow in terms of a face turn unless they kind of hold it off for Wednesday because we're at that point now where you've mm. got to do it, especially with the slaps from, from NJF. It's just whether or not does it play into the dog collar match on the night, whether or not you do that kind of stuff there. But that's why I think I think Sean Spears ends up costing Wardlow. Like, like I um, think so.
0: Like Andy says here in the chat, we're pulling the we've got to be pulling the trigger soon. And I think the fact that And we're going to get to punk and MJF, don't worry. But, you know, the focus should have been on punk and MJF. And it was for the most part. But it felt a bit weird that there was multiple MJF appearances on the show and that they also did Mm. like that backstage slap segment. And that they also did the in ring thing with Wardlow getting the chair taken off him by Sean Spears. Felt a bit overkill, really. It felt a bit like couldn't we do that another week? And maybe the reason we couldn't do that another week is that, you know, there's going to be a big development on this show. Feels like it to me, but. Don't know if it'll be mm-hmm. in this match. I think it'll be probably in the, the Punk MJF match. And I think this match is going to be more about Keith Lee. I think they brought in yeah. Keith Lee, got the big match. we had a couple of promos now, which is fine. You know, they kept him on TV even though he was off um uh, honeymoon and you know, you need to pull the trigger, I think, on Keith Lee sooner rather than later. I think he smashes through everyone and goes over. That's my uh that's my expectation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think you get some fun face-off, and, and the other prediction, I'll just say, yeah, if War- if this match's on beforehand, I expect it to be Wardlow gets screwed over by Sean Spears. Sean Spears is going to try some interference in the dog collar match. Wardlow is the one who effectively stops Spears at that point. How does that work? Confrontation on Wednesday
0: yeah maybe and yeah like dave said mjf implies if wardlow wins he's got to give him the title shot so there is you know that laid in there um i like what dave said as well yeah maybe if there is a mystery maybe it's a uh, swear of shane strickland i wouldn't mind that mm. um because it does feel like you know as much as i enjoy the fact there's loads of big lads in there, really isn't many people to take bumps um <laughs> you know orange Casty, i suppose will be your uh, your bump taker but you know ricky starks is coming off an injury and you know if Christine cage is in the match don't think he's going to be taking many bumps either. I think, yeah, that that might be, uh, you know, a swerve's role as well as you know to get himself over. Maybe we'll see that. But yeah, moving on from the ladder match, we've got uh, for the TBS title, uh Jake Cargill versus uh, Ty Conti. You're probably with me, JP. I hope it lasts three minutes. <laughs> I, hope, I hope we don't try and have a professional wrestler yeah. match here. I think I just want to see. And I don't
1: mind Tai Conti. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. I kind of I, I like Jake Cargill because I mm. I say like Jake Cargill. I don't think she's you know as a wrestler not particularly good at the moment. If we're going to be mm. frank. However, what she is, it's not about that. It's about a, it's about a project as we've said a, a good few times. I mean, she wins, she goes over in under five minutes. I uh, take Conti. you just would hope. And she's good. She's always been good in the kind of role of like a five minute kind of all action kind of performance from Ty Conti. She can kind of do that with, you know, kind of fits in almost with her like MMA style and background. Anything more than that, Jay Cargill gets exposed. So I think mm-hmm. you keep it to five minutes. But yeah, Jay Cargill wins.
0: I think so. Um, next up, uh, one match I've really enjoyed the build of uh, John Moxley and Brian Danielson.
1: Like this one for me,
0: like you know, we've said that on Spotlight, and I just think not every match needs to be a big grudge. I mean, there's clearly a, an issue there, but it's almost like I said to you—they've slotted in. Okay, we're doing Moxley Danielson at the pay-per-view, and then they've worked back and gone, "Okay, how can we logically get there?" And it isn't your traditional match where they so much want to take each other's heads off, really. I mean, we're kind of—it's a bit more heated after Dynamite, and you know, the segment with, you know, a lot. I did love that, you know, Danielson uh, mm. getting a match with uh, with Christopher Daniels uh, to uh, celebrate the uh, the 20 years since the first ROH show. I didn't enjoy the low-key Erasure. Feel like he should have uh, been given a call. For for that match it wasn't quite right in my book, but I did enjoy the post-match angle with Danielson trying to kill Christopher Daniels and that bringing Moxley out. So we have got a bit, a bit of heat there, but just seems like a you know a story with a bit of meat on the bone. Like I say, it's not the headline match, but it's two big stars with a little bit of a grudge and a match that can go anyway. Really, I don't really. I'm not sure where the story's going. Are they going to team up? Is Danielson going to go over by nefarious means? Is Danielson going to, you know, get beaten and then snap after the match? Like, you know, the feud continues or they become a team or something else. Um, I think it's quite interesting, this one.
1: Yeah, I do. I'm fascinated by this because I think angle wise, I was going to say if Cesaro was going to get involved in an angle, I always thought it'd be this one.
0: Right. Um, okay. If there was
1: any of the matches in terms of him and Danielson, I, I, I just thought that would be the only other kind of direction that they would do. Mm. But I mean, Andy mentions in the chat and this is where, you know, these are people with the real kind of inside track, the bookies can't split it. Fight, um six to five on both of them. And I love that. I like the fact that this feels like a good, even contest, the kind of match where if you're thinking about laying out a card and you're wanting to have a few peaks, I think this is one of the ones you go with. I, I mean, I, I think on and spotlight somebody in the chat had suggested um, that this goes on as an as a, as an opener. I think it's kind of almost too big for that. I don't like the idea of this necessarily being the opener, but this being kind of third fourth, like with the proper, like kind of reasonably early on, like with a crowd that's going to be excited about about seeing them, I predict it's going to be great. There's always a time where I've, I find myself still permanently, I don't know why I do it, underestimating John Moxley matches and then he has the match and it's like, that was really good, that was really fun. I mean, And I think this one could be really good, but this is building the start of their feud and their storylines. That's why I think Danielson goes over and I think he goes over and it'll be the only other thing I thought would be the the kind of prediction that you get your Daniel Garcia turn up or your Lee Moriarty and the like, and you start to see the semblance of that stable coming through and the, the violence he wants to see is coming through from the younger people. And Moxley's a tool for him to get through to to them. Like, See that being the direction it kind of goes in.
0: If I had to pick a route, I hate, like, mm. like I say, out of the possible routes, I think more likely, for me, Danielson losers because they've, they've played up that Moxley's never beat Danielson angle. And then after Mm. the match, the whole stable comes out and they beat up Moxley and the stable's already four minutes without him, you know, maybe, but your way could be the way them teaming could be the way, you know, Who knows? who knows? That's good though. I enjoy that.
1: I enjoy that. Yeah. How often do we get to say that about storylines and angles? We never do. Like, you know, and it's probably our jaded cynicism after all these years of watching wrestling that leads us to that place. But honestly, I I kind of look at it and think, well, this is, this is interesting and, and it feels unpredictable if nothing else. And very rarely on a lot of like undercards of a pay-per-view is it genuinely unpredictable, but yeah, this one is.
0: Definitely, definitely, and following that, we assume, or based on the other fighter in order, I mean, it could be in any order this show, but uh, Eddie Kingston and uh, and Chris Jericho, um, mm. or Eddie Kingston versus himself. Oh, wait, no, that's just the promos. Um, yeah, this one is, uh, you know, uh, we, I was pretty... Uh, it made me laugh like you know I was I was raving about uh... <laughs> I, I was talking about how much I enjoyed Dynamite last week and then I, I did see somebody say on Twitter and then you ripped apart every single segment on the show but you know there's things to love and hate you know on AWTV there's definitely things that are, are worthwhile crit- crit- critiquing and one thing I was strong on was you know I really didn't enjoy that segment mainly because of Jericho um, you know we made the point mm-hmm. that they were kind of talking past each other um, I've really changed my opinion on that although it does seem like more people in it than us you know have enjoyed that stuff um, match itself I just feel like Kingston's got to go over you know if not now when is kind of my point on Kingston Jericho you would hope wouldn't have a problem putting him over he's put people over in similar positions before um, yeah I, I don't know I'm not, I'm not into the feud I'm not into all of this you know Kingston hasn't got it he's too fat he's too lazy you know he can't win the big one and then he loses the big one like he's got to win one at some point and I don't know I feel like I say if not now when I would do it. I put Kingston over, but I'm not 100 percent confident though.
1: Well, Andy mentions there that in terms of odds wise, uh, Eddie Kingston three to one on. So, uh, which is which is interesting. I've got a bad feeling Jericho wins. I'll be honest with you. That's what my gut feeling says. That there's normally these things can't go like these cars can't go the way that you kind of want them to. Hmm. And I think this is where you get your kind of booking. This is where the problem of someone like a Jericho might go, okay, um, I'll lose to an Orange Cassidy because I can see what he's doing in the TV ratings, but there's still the kind of aesthetic oh, I can't be putting this guy over. I, and it, sounds, it sounds like I'm doing it a complete injustice. He may not feel that way at all, but I'm just sceptical for some reason. i will think, well, Jericho's the biggest star he has to go over. And it's just like the potential of a big Eddie Kingston run, the kind of run you can only do really once. I'm going to be honest, the kind of thing I've suggested with Tomohiro Ishii, you do that one run of, this is the guy who's not meant to be going for the title, is going for the title. And I think you can get some real, obviously value with Eddie Kingston because of his promo ability could be the thing that absolutely sells it. And this should be the start of that kind of process. I just fear it won't be. Even though all logic says Eddie Kingston has to win, I can just envisage everyone being pissed off that Eddie Kingston didn't go over.
0: Yeah, you know, Dave says the that Jericho always goes over in this sort of thing, but I, LAX 10 on him is probably the way to go. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, they, they did do that little tease on Dynamite. That felt like the end of the stuff with LAX rather than, mm. you know, a continuation, but maybe it's a red herring, you know, maybe that is what happens. Uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know. Um, I just, right. I wonder, because Jericho just put them over on Dynamite, you know, to counter, you know, he did that, you know is he going to be willing to Kingston over as well? Um, to your point, you know,
1: that might be a might be a question. On the pay-per-view as well, I think it's different. Like TV you can kind of move past this type of stuff. I mean, the reason I haven't predicted any interference, and Dave, it's a complete fair point, like, like logical with NAX kind of turning, I wouldn't want to see them as heels. It's just that then when you think about it, how many turns is this show kind of setting up? True. And that's my fear when you think of the much of a muchness that we speak about with some of these, I'm there looking going, well, there could be a turn in that six man tag, the face, the ladder match, there's the potential to be a turn. Danielson Knoxley, there could be some sort of angle and turn, you know, the tag type, the tag match, all like there's so many of them where you just look and go, well, actually like Jesus, there's the potential for a lot of that stuff to come in and, you don't want your pay-per-view full of that because fundamentally you should always stick to the logic that the pay-per-view is where you do your clean finishes. You can do a couple of angles. Don't get me wrong. And you should do for the sake of storyline and to give people that extra reason to tune into the TV. That is my one fear on this show that we could be talking about a lot of outside interference and stuff
0: yeah maybe maybe um just looking at the uh, the public chat and uh Ezora Hart, who's always uh always in there giving mm-hmm. us uh, good feedback to uh the spotlight shows always uh interesting to uh to chat uh counterpoints to uh some of the shite that we speak on there mm-hmm. on those shows does say you know he thinks jericho put kingston over just just to say he did it you know i think that's a good point you know that is kind of what he is he likes to be that guy who says he helped and has he put uh, put x over y so you know, maybe maybe we get that. Maybe we get his Carl as he, you know, Jericho beats him, but him tells him to go to ROH, and then he wins the ROH title. Maybe that's a route to go. You know, as uh, to Matty's point, you know, we want to see him uh, get a get a Foley type title run. Maybe it happens in ROH. Eh? Maybe that's uh, maybe that's where we go. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see if we get uh, any big moments or uh, or turns in there uh, in that one. But uh, moving on, uh, we get to my uh, most hyped match on the uh, the show, the uh, the dog collar match with CM Punk and MJF, and. Good lord, what an angle we got on Dynamite this week. I mean, I know I was tentative on the MJF promo. You know, I, I think I'd come round by the time we recorded the Spotlight. I was like, I, I, it was good. It is ob- it could clearly going the obvious place. There was five percent of me that thought, Oh god, what if they don't do, you know, a big bloody angle um on dynamite and then they did the exact angle like this this feud needed, you know. I <coughs> We've been hot and cold on like certain points of the feud and certain segments but what a great way to end it you know once they both came out in white as i saw pollock say on twitter oh, you yeah. should have known where it was going yes. but yes. it was just played to perfection you know i saw some criticism for you know punk going in for the hug with mjf and being up for that and maybe falling for it a bit too much but it's not going to matter you know as soon as mjf hit him in the bollocks Beat the absolute shit out of him, you know that crimson mask, blood all over that, you know the t-shirt with the picture of them when uh, when MGF was younger on it, having the blood all over it as well, you know that fact that you know yes Punk was saved by uh, by Sting and friends, but it was a little bit too late. Actually leave a little bit in the tank as well. I thought that was perfect, you know. I'll get into you know some of MGF's comments uh, on the mic on this that I, that I absolutely loved as well. But the biggest thing it did was just made it like okay now on Sunday. You've got the baby face CM Punk, who maybe is in Sting style, been suckered a little bit, but he's going to be wanting to go in there and absolutely murder MJF. We already got blood on Dynamite, which means we're guaranteed probably double juice on the pay-per-view itself. Oh, like, yeah. Just awesome. I'm unbelievably hyped for this, and I felt like that segment on Dynamite was, you know, we talk money segments a lot. That was a money segment. That was a talk you into the building, work you into the build, however you want to put it, kind of segment. And this is the match I'm most excited for on this show.
1: You, I had high hopes the moment they came out in white. That was how I felt. I went, oh, yeah, yeah, we're getting blood. And it was exactly what it was. It was a hell of a crimson mask, like you mentioned as well. It went the direction that we said, look, you know, on Spotlight we were saying it depends on where it goes next. And it went in the right direction for me. It, it like, it, it was... It was one of the last of his kind of nefarious tricks before we get to the to the pay per view. And he mentions in the chat in terms of the odds. Um it's six to four uh MJF, uh CM Punk two to one on. He suggests MJF as a good kind of like a a, de- a decent bet in there. However, I think the um I think Punk's winning. I think that's the way you go. I think like I said earlier on in terms of like Wardlow stuff when they try to do the interference, there'll be somebody out there to fight off MJF. Uh, sorry, um uh fight off FTR and then you'll have Wardlow and Spear, you know, the whole thing will will kind of set itself up perfectly. I think this is going to be it this is going to be your kind of like kind of big bells and whistles type match for me this is the one where you're going to get that double juice and it fucking should do um and i think at the end of it what this is ultimately all about they're doing is building up mjf i think that's the job it's done
0: yeah it has and yeah i am split on who goes over on this one too like it feels like for the obvious story like you know punk's going to come back at his revenge and go over he's already put mjf over on tv so that probably lends more credence to that as well the Wardlow stuff, probably going to play into the finish, I would imagine, which might explain why mm-hmm. they went so heavy on that, on on Dynamite. Um, but there still is a part of me, you know, MJF, like Kingston. I'd like to see him win the big one, win the, win the feud ender for once, but maybe that's not his role. You know, maybe, maybe, you know, I'm working myself into a shoot there and maybe the obvious resolution to this story is the happy ending. You know, maybe we we do need to go there. Mm-hmm. MJF will be able to lean on the uh, the Wardlow stuff as a as an excuse for it. Like I say, the only counterpoint though is as Andy says here, MJF is the next potentially next challenger for the title. So how do you get there? But I mean, he have got a couple of months to record. I mean, he weren't asked about having Orange Cassidy beat Adam Cole, you know? So yeah, I know that was you know not sanctioned or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I I I don't know I don't know if that necessarily means MJF goes over as much as I might kind of enjoy it as a way of subverting expectations
1: yeah I have a funny feeling that they'll end up going with one of their after this Adam Cole won, they'll end up going down a challenger of the month route so I think you can an MJF challenge would be something I'd be thinking towards the pay-per-view and there's the next pay-per-view and I think there's a lot more time before we we kind of we get to there we've we've got that little bit of, of time in the bank in there I mean I just think if MJF went over would I be upset no not at all and I think that's probably like a really good sign like Depend like it's not one of these where like Jericho Kingston. It's like there is a right result and the wrong result. This one, you know, Punk wins. I'm kind of fine with it because you you you've got the the ready made reason of MJF in a match that's kind of not of his experience. MJF wins. Well, you're putting the young guy over, aren't you? Yeah. And he's the person like you know to be your top heel in the future. So, like it, and that's the beauty of the story of the angle they've been telling.
0: Mikey says here in the chat, where all the juice be in the, the mutus scale? I mean, it's going to be high. I think, like I say, they're both oh, bleeding. You know, in the public chat, uh, Brother Van Khan says, you know, uh, that punk does love to bleed, you know, and his blood is very, very bright right. color of red. Maybe that's the uh, the straight edge lifestyle uh, uh, yeah. that's uh, the cause of that.
1: But their yeah. shadows will be getting juice, mate. That's how much they <laughs> going around.
0: There's gonna be a lot of it, and it's gonna, you know, if if they did blood on dynamite, a hundred percent they have to do blood on the pay per view. Now I think they always would, mm. and you know, Punk's no stranger to that. In in dog car matches, I've uh, been sharing lots of those photos from his feud with Jimmy Raven, his uh, his Raven matches as well. As uh, yeah, I think he's gonna be delivering something. Uh, that was the other thing I loved about the angle on dynamite. The uh, the MJF literally, I don't know if you caught this, JP. There was some of Punk quotes in it uh, in what he said. It was, uh, you know, he talked about um, being a snake. Um, you know, and you shouldn't trust the snake. That was a direct lift. Yeah. And then when he talked about you know, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled. Like I know there's a very famous film that's from, but also you know that was a Lion Punk used when he first did the uh, the Summer of Punk Ten. So there's been loads, loads of those fun little Easter eggs that I've uh,
1: absolutely been
0: loving. So yeah, there's a there's a lot of uh, a lot of juice in this view than it has. You know, you know, in the end, well, it turned out well.
1: You've now got the Ring of Honor footage you can go back to now, can't True. you, Tony?
0: Oh, you know what yeah. would well, use that on the pay per view? That's a question.
1: You know? Um What would you be like? You'd be watching it. <laughs> Cocking one hand, probably. But like what are they doing <laughs> sorry, that's...
0: I think they'll use it on like, you know, these countdown shows and like the previews. If they're not out already, I could imagine, you know, them bleeding inside. It's
1: and, Yeah, yeah. It's off the ramp it's off the rampage, isn't it? I love yeah. those countdown shows, by the way.
0: Maybe it's not too late to edit that stuff in. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, um, definitely for me the main the main event, even if it's probably not going to go on last. But we do have uh, a couple of uh, big title matches to uh, mm-hmm. to talk before we uh, maybe close on a uh, on Revolution. Uh, Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa for the uh, the women's title, and um, doesn't feel like a particularly prestigious match based on the build, but. You know, we know, speaking of blood, how good these two can be against each other. Obviously, mm-hmm. that that match of the year for AEW, at least, candidate from last year, um, did involve, you know, a lot of gimmickry. Um, they're not going to have that last this time. It's just a straight-up match, but Thunder Rosa is great. You know, I go, I'm hot and cold on, on Britt Baker. You know, I think to, as far as, like, star level and as far as being, like, the, the, the centrepiece of this women's division, I think she's, you know, she works, and the company obviously love her, and you know, for that reason, I don't think I, they're going to be taking the belt off her of here or anytime soon. At least un- until we yes. can do that Jake Cargill match. But the matches aren't always great. Thunder Rosa's excellent. I think she'll make you yes. know, the match. Um, I think that will work. But you know, saying that to counter it, Andy's saying hey, apparently Thunder Rosa is two to five and Britt Baker is seven to four. You know, if I believe, maybe I should lump on Britt Baker. And <laughs> in that case, if uh, that's the way I'm leaning, but uh, that surprises me a little bit. Does it uh, shock you at all, mm. JP?
1: No not really because I think I'd say on Monday I expect Thunder Rosa to win. I just think there's kind of heel challenges for her to go through. And it feels to me like uh, what I've predicted is that they go Thunder Rosa goes over then you can go to Thunder Rosa Serena Deep Deeb beats Deep beats uh, Thunder Rosa and then effectively Deep Brit Baker is the match where Britt Baker will end up turning face. I'm not saying she'll win the title, but I think that's where her face turn will kind of happen. Um, I kind of predict some of the stable turning on her. There we go. I'm predicting angles tonight. Turn fucking full Vince Russo. But I think Thunder Rosa wins. I mean, like you, I've not been enthused by the build really at all. And large swathes of the Britt Baker reign I've not liked. I thought the booking has been odd. Like yeah. there's times when it's, they've not listened to their crowd and they've gone down in a path with Britt Baker where you go, this is not kind of what people want to see. However, on the night, I think this match will be, will be good. I think like you say, they will be going all that. It. It's a big, like kind of putting Thunder Rosa into the spotlight again. And she's someone who thrives on that stage. So I, and I think she's someone who is kind of, if you think of where the titles are going to be changing, you always kind of want to change one or two. Um, and I think this is one of the ones where you can change the title. You can always, you go back to Brick Baker as a champion, as a proper face, I think, yeah. you know, afterwards. And I think there'll be some value in that. I think mm-hmm. at the moment, Thunderosa as a, as a face champion for uh, sort of a few months, being able to go for a few people. Jamie Hayter, for example, after this. Like, you know, there's loads, there's lots of good places where I go to. So that's why I go with Thunderosa.
0: Well, like I say, bookies uh, agree with you, and you know, as Andy said here, Baker ate the pin on on Dynamite this week. Um, mm-hmm. You know, is she going to eat the pin again on a pay per view? I don't know, but like I say, bookies are uh, are going with those odds. But I was just going to say before we uh, we hit up the uh, the main event, just want to say that uh, thanks to Danny, um, who's in the chat, there, who's just uh, subscribed to us on uh, on Patreon. If anybody is. Uh, the public chat, yeah, you can uh, subscribe at uh, patreon.com slash Grapple and uh, get this show and, yeah. uh, and other ones like it. So yeah, definitely uh, appreciate uh, Danny's
1: support. Thank, Thank you, you, Danny. Uh, for, uh, Cheers, mate,
0: for jumping on um, and joining us. But yeah, to, to get into the uh, into the main event, uh, Hangman Page and Adam Cole. You've got you? the
1: tag title match.
0: Oh yeah, have they forgotten the tag title match? Is it here? Where it is it? Oh, fight! I haven't got it listed. Of course, yeah. <gasps> yeah. Oh, unbelievable. Well, yeah, Aye. yeah. There we go. Jurassic. Before we get there, Jurassic Express. Um, Age, young bucks, and, uh, and Red Dragon. Need to get that updated on the uh, on the fight website. Uh, mm-hmm. Good job. We got uh, J P here with his uh, with his extensive uh, notes. Uh, no slouch at this stuff uh, at this point. J P, well-oiled machine <laughs> on this weekend. Using using previews.
1: Oh, it is. Right it's the way we cover the floors, the technical <laughs> floors, everything else. We just you should see these notes. Folks, There's green
0: and... colours, there's yellow colours, there's highlights, there's wow. all
1: kinds. Um, but yeah, you do rightly. There was uh, lies written on there as well <laughs> earlier on. But Benno, yet again sniff that out
0: <laughs> well yeah yeah you have included it uh jurassic express mm-hmm. uh, and uh jungle boy and luchasaurus with that uh, with christian cage against the young bucks against red dragon uh yeah this one odd really this feels like a you know the the i mean it's young bucks i don't think the book in the tag division but i think they've got a lot of influence on it and i do feel a bit odd that Jurassic Express. A kind of the odd team out in this because this match is purely about Young Bucks and Red Dragon to the point where, why don't they just fucking wrestle? Um, I mean, I suppose they're going to be saving that for later, um, but then it just makes Jurassic Express look like a bit of a third wheel. Um, I can't really call out how this one's going to go. I think possibly Jurassic Express retain and we do Young Bucks and Red Dragon non-title elsewhere. Um, but I don't know. I, I feel like Jurassic Express probably... Need their own feud rather than getting slotted in this one, and yeah, it was weird on Dynamite. I, I, a lot of people seem to enjoy the Earth Casino Battle Royal tag. Like, I thought it would, they had a hot finish, but I just thought it went too long for your go home show. It was like forty minutes of television dedicated to yeah, you know, this Young book's Red Dragon strife. Really, at the end of the day, it just seemed a bit a bit out of place on a on a go home show for for me personally. And yeah, uh, like I say, this is uh, this match is all about that feud and less about Jurassic Express. So I wonder if that'll be reflected in the result.
1: I think it will. I know Andy says on here, the odds Jurassic Express um, evens Red Dragon um, 13 to eight bucks, um, 130. I, there's a part of me that's kind of expecting. I'm, I'm thinking Red Dragon will win it personally, because I think it's, it plays into the the kind of, you know, then leads to them versus the bucks at some point. Um, I think they want to go to proud and powerful. You're going to need to have a heel team in there. Now, the odd thing is for the dynamics of this is heel versus heel, unless they do some sort of face turn with Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. But I've not enjoyed the build to this mm. um, because I just hate the idea of a title match where your champions are just nowhere near the focus. I have a real, <laughs> real issue with that. And therefore I kind of don't care. I mean, you know, For this one, like you said, it's been all about the Bucks and Red Dragon. I'll go with Red Dragon. It could easily be the Bucks. I just kind of think I could see Jurassic Express losing the titles, and I don't think they've had a bad Mm reign. To be honest with you, and the matches have been pretty much solid. But yeah, um, of all of the, yeah, this is a. It's not been. It's not been a great build to this one.
0: No, no, um, but yeah, I suppose it's you know the bookies had to kind of say it all there. Um, it's a bit, mm. little, bit, little bit of an open one, but yeah, you know, will we get the Christian turn on Jungle Boy? You know, as Dave posits here in the chat, maybe that'll be a uh, coming as well. But yeah, I guess we'll see. But
1: yeah, another God. turn, Dave. I think between me and Dave, we've just <laughs> got we've got t- turns happening all the way through this.
0: One day Russo, and he's been more
1: creative. But he was predicting Anna J turning on Ty Conti. I was like, oh, why not throw that in there as <laughs> Do well <that> too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah but where well when, when you know as user Hart says in the public chat when is it time to let jungle boy go as a single i assume that'll be when christian turns on him but is he going to be here? is it going to be in another six months i mean almost forgot uh, christian was a wrestler in AEW at this point he's just been knocking around with them lads and apparently he's not injured or anything according to sean ross sap he just you know <laughs> tony brought him in and immediately put him in a title program and now well not immediately but you know quite quickly and now he's doing nothing um i presume that's all in to that but yeah, it's all very brusso, as uh, as Matty says there. Yeah. But let's get into the uh, the main event: um, Hangman Page and Adam Cole um, for the AW World Title. We believe this is gonna be going on last. Yeah, um, I did think last week. You know, when we talked about Dynamite. I thought it was a good week for Hangman Page. Thought he looked dominant, um, beating the shit out of uh, Adam Cole and the lads. And you know, although that was the best he's looked like that he ended the show this week didn't think it was the strongest main event and being out there with with dark order but and maybe that'll be reflected in the quarter hours who knows and you know at the end of the day though it's it's kind of what we've been asking for i want to see hangman page in the money segments if he's going to be the champion you know i feel like he should be the focus of the show i know that's that's a lot to ask but you know as an, as the opening segments as the closing segments rather than just you know seg four or whatever he, he ends up being every week um, I didn't think the closing angle was particularly strong. Um, you know, strapping him to the ropes and doing all of that stuff just felt a little bit too similar to, mm. and, and in a more PG way, doing what Punk and MJF did. Um, you know, just again, it just visually it looked a bit too similar. Um, if you know, I just didn't really, didn't really love it. Um, but there is, you know, there is a, you know, a bit of cachet there. It is good that Haman, you know, again, ended of the show. It is good that if he presumably wins this one it's a strong win for him you know i didn't to be honest i didn't see his title run going this long i thought we we're going to get the big win like homicide in roh style and then quickly loses it because the money was in the chase rather than the actual title run but they seem to be leaning in to give him a longer title run um so yeah i'd expect them to go over Cole here, unless you're expecting uh, some kind of surprise there
1: no i think and, and andy again sums it up with the odds Hangman Page, 8-1 on Cole, 9-2 in a two-horse race. Like, I just predict, the thing I kind of want from this is I just want it to be a good match that's kind of over with the crowd, which the crowd loves out Adam Cole. It loves doing, certainly, the kind of Adam Cole chance and everything else. I think, like, from a match quality perspective, Hangman Page's run has been really good. I think it's a bit better than Kenny Omega's run, which will probably annoy someone, but I don't give a fucking shit. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I think I, I just think for this, this is the kind of time where you want to just put on, if there's a lot of stuff going on underneath it in terms of angles and stuff being built up and everything else, I think you just want to keep this as a pure world title match. Adam Cole wins after a back and forth contest. Hopefully it's a good match. Doesn't overstay. It's welcome. Do like 20 odd minutes. Hangman page wins crowd starts chanting cowboy shit and then you end your show that way. Um, I'm not that surprised he's getting a longer run. I could see him holding it to like full gear. I could even see him getting it through double or nothing, but that really depends what happens. And it's one of the things Tony kind of said, it's almost like there's a new set of storylines that are coming into play after this. Mm. So um, I'm going to be intrigued on some of the directions of where they go in terms of what other heels they could put in there against him in the, in, in the meantime. Um, but yeah, Adam Adam Page is winning this. Yeah, I think he should be winning it. I if you're taking the title off, I think it's too soon for Adam Cole for that. If I'm not Adam averse Cole, to it in the future.
0: I'll go on if till the day I die. If he hasn't got beaten by Orange Casty, I might believe it, but I don't believe he's going to be the world champion now because it yeah. was feeling like he was so protected, and he is still, you know, very very protected in AEW, but just not on that, you know. <sighs> shows that he's not on that elite level of protector that it felt like he was maybe going to be but he's a good challenger of the month a stronger challenger of the month than Lance Archer as much as I enjoyed that match and a Mm -hmm. Tangman page in a big spot when doesn't he deliver like you know he's had two of the top three AW matches of all time as Matty says, there it's gonna be a banger, you know. And Matty does also say, I said Adam Cole wasn't very good um, for a while. Matty's right, you know. wasn't an Adam Cole, wasn't an Adam Cole fan on the Indies. wasn't an Adam Cole fan when I saw him in Progress. wasn't an Adam Cole fan when I saw him in ROH. And I didn't enjoy him in NXT. But I do, yeah. I do maybe eat those words a little bit. I won't. I'll never. I'll never on Christian. Never backing down. But on uh, on Adam Cole, I have uh, thought he's brought a lot of star power to AEW and has been very good Ooh. in everything they've asked them to do. So
1: expecting a uh, good things here too. This show has real potential it really overall. If it, mm. if it it really does, you'd want to think of this as a show to kind of challenge what they did for all out. Mm. Really? Like we went back and it was like, I mean, I was just being the contrarian by going with the stardom one, but it was show of the year in, mm. in 2021. This is the potential for it. I also think this should be the template for what they're doing for a lot of these pay-per-views. Again, it's just, if it goes for four hours, it's that type of stuff and you put in an hour buy in as well. It's just like you just be wary of some of that stuff. Because that can get kind of very indulgent.
0: That is an issue and match order is kind of something they haven't nailed every mm. single time as well. So we'll be interested in, in how they lay this out. Um but yeah, I think we're uh we're expecting we're expecting a good show here. And yeah, it just says everything about like how you know, AEW now at this point, you know, you've got so many big stars that you can slot into these big matches. Like, four pay-per-views a year, every pay-per-view is probably going to feel like this going forward. So, you know, that's good, but... Yeah, the timing issues, as Liam notes, there. You know, let's hope we're not three hours in with three matches left. Let's hope yes. we, uh, they nail it this one because that that has been our criticism pretty much every time out, with one very notable exception. So yeah, I guess we'll see. Mm. But speaking of timing issues, I suppose we should uh, get uh, some other the yes. quick previews in uh, before we uh, before we go. JP probably have to be uh, we
1: should make my girlfriend's livid at the minute with me taking too long. <laughs> well, we're gonna get onto real real wrestling. Uh, SmackDown. Um, Sonia Deville. This is on uh, Friday. Not that I'll be watching. I don't even tarnish my BT Sports app with the with these programs. But Sonia Deville versus Ronda Rousey. That's just mental. <laughs> Somebody said that to someone like four years ago. Um, SmackDown Tag Team Title Match. We've got the Usos. Re- this is a rematch from Saudi. Um, the Usos versus the Viking Raiders. And then for the intercontinental title, Sami Zayn versus Ricochet, which obviously Sami Zayn has to win because he'll be in there against Johnny Knoxville, won't he? So it will just be leading to that Ricochet and afterthought for a more credible title challenge from Johnny Knoxville. That's 2022 WWE for you there. New Japan Strong is on as well. Like, and like, man of the Matty, w-
0: Matty was all made up in the chat there. He's getting WWE chat. That's it, mate. It's done. Onto him. Onto That's New Japan Strong. As
1: much WWE chat you're getting. Like, and in some ways, Matty, you're you're quite lucky to have got that much out of us. Like there are some ways we just go, they haven't said anything he's about that, and we just move. Them off. Them. Yeah, that's true. If Slag it's west, a whole different kettle of fish, isn't it? If you can slag them off, then we're all all good with that. New Japan Strong is on, and uh, our old friend Christopher Daniels is back. No Loki, sadly. Um, he's up against Carl Fredericks. Got Brogan Finley, latest of the Finley lads, up against TJP. Is he? And then we got Finjuice. Juice. Sorry, is he a Finley? He is, I think. All oh, right, I could be think one. I, don't, I think he is. I think he's the youngest son. Um, then we've got uh, Finn Juice on there, So the brothers on there as well, unless they're not related. This could be a Von Eric situation with that Lance Von Eric lad um, versus Jonah and Bad Dude Tito, who yes. I'm very happy is getting some bookings. It does, you know. Where is Super Beast? throw that bad t2's getting it and some of those other lads who are on those shows are fucking awesome as well so that's new japan strong a program that we don't always cover but generally if you're looking for a solid hour of wrestling tv you can do a lot worse than that very easy watch and that obviously leads into what is really you know as as Matty would say is the iwc pay-per-view of choice from the weekend uh, <laughs> impact wrestling sacrifice from the paris town hall in louisville kentucky um yep yeah. Uh, on here, you've got Alex Shelley versus Jay White, PCO versus Jonah, fucking up, Rhino versus Eddie Edwards. For the World Tag Team titles, we've got the Good Brothers versus Violent by Design. That's Eric Young and Joe Doring. Um He's not been used anywhere near to the level he could have been at anyway. Knockouts Tag Team title match. Uh, the Inspiration versus The Influence, that's Madison Raynington or Dashwood, the inspiration of the Iconics, it won't be good. Uh, X Division title match, Trey Miguel versus Jake something. And for the world title, an angle that you were keen on when you were speaking about on Spotlight um, and the the way it was delivered, if not perhaps one of the people in there, Moose versus Heath
0: yeah i mean (laughs) build me up there to uh i'm not hyped about heath the match or heath being in it i just thought it was a good segment on uh on impact tv um and obviously not seeing the go home episode yet but it was a very good episode of uh, of tv last week Mm -hmm. and yeah you know what like we enjoyed that last pay-per-view and you give me a show that's got alex shelley versus jay white on it i'm into it like that would be very good yeah if Alex Shelley turns up, which is always an issue, but and not he's not a dick. He's just you know he's got a real job um, and does cause problems sometimes. But I really hope that yeah. that, that that match takes place and really excited to it uh, to see it if it does. You know Jay White's been uh, very good. Uh, One Impact on the last few weeks, it's a bit of a travesty that that's where he's uh, he's doing his stuff right now. It feels like he's already been forgotten by Tony Khan. Let's hope he uh, he gets back.
1: Christ, had even forgotten. He was in AEW. That says a lot, doesn't it?
0: I know, I know, I know.
1: But two but, weeks ago.
0: You know, Matty says here this is a one-match card. I mean, PCO versus Jonah—that'll be funny, won't it? <laughs> like, I mean, I want to see that. Uh, I don't really want to see Ran over Eddie Edwards. You know, good brutality, violent redesign. Yeah, not really for me. Trey Miguel Jake something. It'll be uh it'll be pretty good. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know if I agree with Matty that No W Morrissey is a body blow. Uh, I don't know who it's a body blow for, but you know, no, no. <laughs> it's just 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 W Morrissey. I think, but. <laughs> Say that if he's does a rematch with him and Moose, I think I'd be into that. You know, a couple of big lads doing big yeah. moves again. Um, I think that might have been, despite the uh, enjoyable build for Moose Heath, I think that might have been a, a more prestige match. But uh, it's one of them shows. isn't it It's on Impact Plus. You know, they, they put more effort into it yeah. than you would actually expect they would. Um, and you know, if they're going to give us one good match in it, uh, in Shelly and Jay White, I'll take it. You know, and I'm sure we'll uh, we'll watch that one before Spotlight.
1: They're a content provider. They produce lots of content. And I think it's also they they like touring yeah. and they've put on some pretty solid enough shows really. Not everything's gonna be great, but for the most part they've been out they've been fine. So fingers crossed, but I'm not exactly gonna hold my breath for some bits of it. But I would say between Alex Shelley, Jay White, Trey McGill, Jake, something, they're definitely the match that I'm keen on.
0: And Matty says, hey, Are you sure someone never used to rate White either? Yeah, well Joe's not here to defend himself, mate. So uh anyhow. <laughs> um yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know. Speaking of uh, Alex Shelley, and yeah, mentioning there that um, you know, we wasn't at uh, Carrot a couple of years ago. This is time for you to tune out, by the way, Matty. Um, WXW Sixteen Carat is the uh, the last uh, set of shows we're, uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, today. That's taking place this weekend. We were saying in the pre-show about you know, I, I do I am getting a bit of FOMO. I am seeing uh, a lot of a uh, lot of our uh, our friends and uh, fellow uh, people covering wrestling uh, out there this weekend more than I expected. To be mm-hmm. honest, I didn't think there'd be many uh, Brits and, uh, and Irish and uh, and otherwise uh, heading out. I think Gunny's going to be uh, at the shows as well. So yeah mm-hmm. um hopefully we can make the uh, the next one but yeah just having a quick look at this uh this lineup and i hope <laughs> that these are real people but we'll see um jp they uh, are mate <laughs> well the first one's vincent heisenberg so i'm not 100 percent, but he is a uh, wrestling character noir of the first round robert Dreisker, the former avalanche against uh Feminari abe uh, ace romero versus maggot who is a real wrestler uh
1: Eagle. yeah he's one of that tag team if you remember one of the last tag not teams
0: not pretty that, deadly know. but deadly pretty or whatever they were called pretty bastards
1: um it, it was the yeah the german version of pretty deadly
0: yeah all right this one can't be real eagle blank versus peter tylenol tihani, tihani?
1: Don't know tihani. i didn't make that up no <laughs> the Fistos, that's there? real all right Rest yeah yeah mind. replaced um oh who got injured i can't remember now yeah but replace someone
0: Alright, oh, okay. Uh yeah, so yeah, Lofisto against Dennis Dulnig, uh Shigahiro Irie, um who was uh who definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, warmed uh, all of our hearts on his last uh, Germany trip is in against Senza Volto, Michael Knight versus Marius Alani, and Jonathan Gresham, um versus Bobby Guns. Um interesting to see Jonathan. <laughs> Gresham, you know, now under the employer, Tony Khan is working a lot of these WB network affiliates and promotions and not many of the non WB network affiliates and promotions. He uh, he makes that switch, but uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're going to be watching this over the weekend JP.
1: I'm more interested, like I said earlier on from a technical standpoint, the fact that they're doing it kind of near live and putting on WXW now. So effectively just putting a live edit up on there. I'm kind of intrigued with it. It's, it, it was, Biff Busick, who who's going to be on there, but as COVID, so Lufis yeah. is the first woman who's entered into it as well, and, and good for actually someone who's been around for a long time um, and never quite got the 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 credit that she deserves. I mean, you're looking through a lot of this if you're trying to predict winners. Um, like, yeah. where do you go? Uh, you're probably going Gresham, frankly, if you're going to go with like a kind of a safety first choice of someone who's going to be able to wrestle that many matches and have good matches throughout the weekend. You all about four matches from someone you're yeah, probably looking at Jonathan Gresham realistically, I think must be some sort of, and this is where us being out of the loop, like Bobby Guns being in that position, having seen the reactions that Bobby Guns would have gotten at shows seems like somewhat shocking, but maybe they'll do something angled, but wise based, based with him. There's a lot of people in there that I'm not familiar with. I've never seen Michael Knight, Dennis Dolnick, Agel Blanc, Peter yeah I've not made them up I swear to Christ the fact that Ace Romero's in there which tells you like in terms of like the quality levels it's like they haven't got the kind of imports that they would need I think Shigeru Irie and Fuminori Arby will still have a great ma- um, like in Big Japan uh, have a couple of kind of like great matches as well I think like there could be some decent stuff in there but I think the first round is the first round isn't it it's, it's always been like as we've seen at Carrot it's day two when it starts to get lively where you've got those um, quarterfinals and and the, the kind of big title matches on day two. So that'd be the one I'd be more looking forward to. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, like you say, on,
0: the, on that day two, um like you say, we've got the quarterfinals and we have, we've got those, they've uh, got a women's title, Eva Koloski against Eva Everett, Arizona Hungry Guesses, Fast Time, Moodoo and not Stephanie Chase, Stephanie Mays um, I <laughs> nearly Andy. read it that way
1: <laughs> you you've again. no excuse
0: mate <laughs> <laughs> Absolute Andy versus someone in the uh, in the shotgun title match mm. in, uh, Axel Tisha uh, versus Tristan Archer versus Jane Simmons versus Levan Levaniel, um, in the uh, WXW Univide World Wrestling title four-way match but yeah there's uh, some WX Now and Friends show going on as well JP over the weekend as the two is, is this like similar to when they bring in the different promotions and such?
1: Yeah, it is for this one. There was going to be... So there's a wrestling cult show. There's an Ambition show as well. Hmm. There isn't any extra sort of special guests for it as well. So that's why I've kind of not put it down on there. And there's lots of blanks on the card, to be honest. Which one? Who's on Ambition?
0: Oh, oh, Ambition. Sorry, I thought you meant over the weekend. Um, No, Big Guns Joe's on the... uh... On the, well, end, on the show again. King of the car. Big
1: big John Guns show. Imagine if he just ends the weekend, and it's him lifting up the sixteen carat trophy, comes in as an alternate, just wins the whole fucking thing like it's Denmark in the ninety-two European championships or something. Um well they've got this one, WXW Now and Friends, which like you say was the one that had the showcase of different promotions. Um got a three-way match with Christianium, Le Surrealiste, I've got Fear the Worst given that name, versus Thiago Monteiro, who I'm sure plays for Porto, versus Rick Salem. Um, Emeritus, who I've seen before is a Danish wrestler, uh, versus uh, Alice Inc. Uh, the Zoe tag team titles. Uh, Rivality, MBN and Ultima Sombra, versus Los Enfants Terribles, Georges Balzac and Gustave Lebrun. I'm sure Georges Balzac is... That not the name of like a classic French author. I could be going wrong. Um, King of Carnival match, Wrestle Carnival, your favourite British promotion. Charles Crowley versus Big Guns Joe. Um, the WXW Academy Trophy title match, which was Golden Boy Santos uh, versus Oscar Munchow, And then Psycho Mike versus Vaughn Vertigo. Which I've not made up. That's a couple of real names on there. The names I'd made up was for the Dash Hunt heavyweight title, and it was Jim Sneeze versus Two Headed Sex Beast. But um, <laughs> you didn't read it out. So.
0: Oh, 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 God. Oh, you should have just said it anyway and sort of seen if it won't
1: make I should have done. So, yeah, the Dash Hunt heavyweight title match. Again, just to repeat that Jim Sneeze versus Two Headed Sex Beast. A little day to day reference there for those. I wonder if any of you will get it.
0: Coming soon to problematic pro wrestling. That's uh, that's where that match belongs. Oh yeah, <laughs> good So there you go. There you go. So yeah, that's the uh, that's the weekend in uh, in full. Thank you to uh, everyone who's tuned in for us, maybe for the first time on the uh, the public YouTube. Uh, obviously, like I say, if you're uh, not interested in becoming a patron, you can support us by going to slash support If you are planning on ordering a Revolution anyway at the weekends. Uh, same mm-hmm. price, if not cheaper, if you do it on the uh, website as we uh, we mentioned earlier. And Now uh, we got a
1: bit of a kickback. And you'll also find tickets for the live show we're oh, doing April way. 3rd, from Northern Monk Brewery. Um we're in. gonna gonna be there hoping to have some some really sort of spe- a few special things lined lined up for it, you. you can get your tickets for there. Also the hooked on wrestling WrestleMania if you buy sort of the double pass. So that's where we'll be going afterwards to to watch day two of uh, of probably 17 of WrestleMania, I think. I forget now at this day. So, yeah, if you go there as well. And then if you want to subscribe, like Danny did during the show, patreon.com forward slash grapple.
0: Brilliant. And yeah, uh, patrons will be sticking around for a couple of minutes, but not long, because I think JP is going to get in trouble. Yeah, uh, Live uh, viewers who've uh, joined us either on uh, on Periscope or on the uh, the public YouTube. We appreciate you uh, joining us. Patrons, appreciate you. As, as always, uh, specific, uh, always want to throw a, a shout out, out to uh, our Kings of the Mountain, carbro Carl Gax, sorry, Robert Brocky, Gunny Daniel, and Connor O'Laughlin, and um, we've got Connor's uh, King of the Mountain pick coming this one. We owe two to Carl, and then yeah, we'll hopefully do the uh, the King of the Mountain King of the Mountain show um, at some point coming up as well. So yeah, look forward to that. But other than that, that's it for us for another weekend show. We'll catch you again soon.
1: Dopo Virginia. Cheers, Al. Again, Ukrainian.